So, I mean, this week has been pretty cool for me, man, promoting Children of Asar, basically my first uh-huh. comic publicly viewed. Uh, Florida Man is done, but hasn't been shown yet. I'm, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to have to rechange my strategy for that because I've been kind of branded in this process of, of uh, Children of Asar. So I'm going to have to fire him off in a different way than I originally thought. But... Uh, hmm. But yeah, man, it's been really cool seeing everyone's impressions and, and you know the reviews and you know the the reaction and um, I got connected with a lot of people I never knew and um, another Air Force vet I got connected just from TikTok. You know what I'm saying? He went to the same school I'm going right now. He's security forces and um, yeah, man, it's like man, small world, small world. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I I had to go down this loophole because I was thinking, okay, what? How can I? you know, get the word out about my comic and, you know, the series and the webtoon. So, I, you know, I went to TikTok and seen people who are, who do reviews and might check out the content, man. And, um, you know what I'm saying? It really just, really just made me realize how, like, attention is really currency nowadays, man. It really is um, currency, man. And, you know, kind of gave me an idea to how to you know, transform the the channel a little bit because we've been sitting at like four thirty four for a little while. Um, the four hundreds, and it's not the we. I like. I know we got some cool stuff going on. It's just the the format of how we do it. It really made me think. Okay, I'm seeing people do like basically what we do, but maybe even less. You know, what I'm saying again, some more direct results out of it, but. Uh, a part of me is kind of like I don't want to become some of that that I saw. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't. I, want I agree, to, bro. Like, what's the quote from Bruce Wayne from The Dark Knight? He said, "I see now what I would have to become to defeat a man like him. To defeat men like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like." It's mm. literally like that, man. Like it's like I don't want to do. I could. We could have done. How many videos on on Ripper could we have done? Man, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How yeah, many? The cloud, the cloud chasing could have been very real, bro. could have been real. Everybody ate off that shit. Everybody. Everybody <laughs> ate off it. Everyone was looking up. It didn't matter what side you were on. You know, it was popcorn entertainment. Everybody was listening. I listened to channels I never heard of before. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everybody, you know, so everyone ate off that and, and gained some subs, gained some views. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, recast T'Challa. That's, that's going on big right now. Um, mm-hmm. we, we said our thing. I haven't posted it yet, but I'm not, we're not going all in deep on that, man. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing the troll game thing with that either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do a whole episode on recast T'Challa. We did it a, like a year ago. Cool. Nah, bro, that was December of 2020 when we had that conversation. Bam, two years ago. Yep. See? Yep. Yep. And then we said all we had to be said, and then there's that it. You know, that's it. You know? Um, you know, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to just bury Marvel, DC, and, and all these comics every single video either. I don't want to do that shit. So, it's... <laughs> Uh, there's definitely a formula out there that works, and I don't, you know, I don't want to follow that formula. I, I definitely like to keep it the way we are, but in a different format rather than the formula. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's really about it, you know? Um, okay. Because I, I really, I don't, like, I, you know, you see, 
I post old girl in in the group, and y'all roast her. Uh, Grace Randolph with her thumbnail <laughs> expressions. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> oh man, like bro, I can't, man. I can't, Go bro. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're right because every every fucking video, uh huh, every fucking thumbnail, man, it's like. Man, I'm 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 a chill, bro. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> right? I don't want to do that for every thumbnail we make on YouTube. I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't. But I know mm. a part of that is the formula. You know, she does it for a reason, and I notice others mm-hmm. do it for a reason because that's that's just the formula to get people to click. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. So it's it's calculated, yeah. calculated fuckery, is what it right. is. Man. Yeah, exactly, man. And I, I, I just, I mean, for one, it's just not in us to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But on the right. other hand, it's like, you know, we want to play the game and we know there's a rule set, but we just need to play, you know what I'm saying? We just need to change up how we play the game a little bit uh, rather than change up completely how, you know, how we, how we, how we play. You know what I'm saying? Um, that doesn't really make sense. I messed up the analogy. No, 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 no. That, that, no. Actually, I agree with you. That makes sense. There, you know, there's a way. There's a way to, and and it goes back to what we we were talking about last year, with attention being the currency. Mm -hmm. And 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 I don't want to get philosophical or anything like that, but, and I don't want to judge how anybody is doing what they're doing, but they're it is clear that in terms of getting clicks, getting engagements, oh man, getting into the algorithm <laughs> in, in terms of all of these things there, I'm not going to say that people are doing things that are compromising themselves because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to come off being judgmental, but mm-hmm. There's just a side to this game that isn't worth engaging in. You know what I'm saying? There's a side to mm-hmm. this game that I don't know that wouldn't be reflective of what we're trying to do with, with what we're doing on this podcast. So I agree with you completely, bro. I agree with you 100%, man. But this has been a lesson. And what you were saying is that this last week of you grinding, trying to trying to get eyes on something that you've created has been a lesson in what to do and kind of what not to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I see some stuff. I'm like, Oh, totally. I can, you know, I can borrow that concept or that presentation style or, you know, and some other things I'm like, nah, that's, that's just not going to work for me, brother. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? So it, it really also, you know, with the channel, um, you know, I mean, we have like those creators corner and things like that, but, for the audience out there, maybe, you know, there's definitely a, a few members or so that know, but I didn't really present myself as a writer in the podcast per se. You know what I'm saying? I did hear some people say, well, why don't you advertise on your channel? And I mean, simply because like, that's not what I'm known for on the channel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never really projected myself as like, I mean, sure, the creator's corner, other things, but I never really presented myself as like, hey, I'm a creator, I'm a writer. You know, the, you know, people do those intros or outros. Uh-huh. Or like, you know, they do those things to let the uh, the audience know, like, hey, this is who I am. I do such and such and such and such. 
And I never really did that per se. So for me to come out of kind of like the woodworks or something, be like, it would be kind of like not disingenuous, but to the audience, it might be a little disingenuous. Like, yo, like I never knew you did X, Y, Z or whatever. Like, I don't really have that kind of connection, you know what I'm saying, with you in that kind of way. So um, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I get what you're saying because it would almost kind of be like, well, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's one thing to do self promo. But it's another mm-hmm. thing to make it appear like, all right, I'm well, I'm doing the behind the scene podcast because I want to market my work. Right, right, right. It's and if that was your intention, you know that that should be from day one on forward. You know, what I'm saying you establish yourself sort of like that. You know, what I mean, and I see plenty of channels do it, and uh, I definitely mm-hmm. will have to. I definitely do something for title page on its own so that. Um, title page and then also just me as a writer, non-comic work, so I can establish that connection straight from the get-go. So it's not like, I'm not going to do that for behind the scene because, you know, at this point it doesn't really add up, you know what I'm saying, to the equation. Um, so, but yeah, man, it's just been, uh, it's been interesting, man. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a real thing, followers and following and, um, you know, uh, my favorite one video I've been because I had to do research. My favorite video this week was definitely it was a it was a writer. She she self publishes her book and she made a TikTok and her TikTok said, "Hey, here's my new content video because since I'm an independent writer, I have to make new content." And she did it in <laughs> like a <laughs> in a self loathing kind of way, like, "Damn, like I, I yeah, here I am. I'm doing this because hey." I got to do this. But I thought it was like that resonated with me. It's like, yeah, man, I, I feel you. Like, it's like I'm there. Like, I know what I have to do. And it's just like, yo, you either, you know, you either put yourself in the game and do it in a way that you like to do it. Or, you know, if you don't, then you're, you're definitely having a detrimenting yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're hurting yourself if you don't put yourself out there, especially in this so, day and age. So, with, with all that being said, man, with this grind that you've been on, within the last you said within the last week right last yeah last week for sure so if you don't mind like you mind shedding some light on exactly what's been going on man if if, if you want to take a couple minutes here just to inform the listeners on on what you've actually been doing this last week yeah man so i mean this last week you know it was big entering this uh, Webtoons call to con- call to action contest on this platform. You know the first three places. First place gets fifty grand, gets their chapter animated, and gets a featured series on Webtoons. Meaning Webtoons will pay the writer, the the illustrator, and the team to write comics on Webtoons. You know second place is like twenty grand. Same thing, you get featured. Third place, it's like ten grand, five grand, you get featured. And then everyone else kind of gets like a consolation prize for the remaining uh, seven spots at the top 10. And um, I knew about this about a couple months ago and I kind of hit my artists up about it. And, you know, I came up with um, came up with a concept or I revised the concept that I had back in 2019, back in the armory. And I started working on it back then. I didn't really come into fruition. It was just it was just cooking in the oven. It was baking in there. And then, you know, I revisited it and I said, hey, we should do this. And. I did the script, I did the con I did the story, and my artist's been working relentlessly on it for like the last few months. We had we found a colorist 
paid them. You know what I'm saying? We did all we could to complete this comic in time to enter the contest. And on a Monday, we officially entered. And this whole week has just been about getting attention to the comic. Uh, I've been reaching out to influencers. I've been reaching out to friends and family, whoever can help promote and get some engagement on the comic. Uh, I've been making content, you know, making some short promos, some kind of not really animated, but like some slideshow presentations on some of the strips, adding music. Um, I just went on Instagram Live earlier today with Vanel talking about the contest. And uh, doing like a thank you video. So I've been really, I never really had done like this social media engagement thing before, like ever, never to this level, you know? Um, so it was, it was a learning experience. And, uh, you know, it's for me, it's my first comic again out publicly, you know, this is really the first time I've been really promoting myself. And my name is now really out there, you know what I'm saying? They mentioned my, my name. You know, it's out there. They mentioned my name. They mentioned my Instagram. You know, they know, like, I'm behind this. So this is really kind of like me for the first time really come out the spot. Like, you know, throughout the years, I've teased Florida Man or I teased certain things, but never really has it been, like, concrete. And this week has been really concrete for me and uh, promoting Children of Asar. And I'm, so, I'm really thankful, man. I'm really thankful and grateful for everyone who's tuned in and uh, help with the engagement and help just spread the word and enjoy the comic, you know what I'm saying? Because it's my best work, honestly, and it's my artist's best work. Um, I'm not going to lie. It kind of does make TOF, Florida Man, look kind of a little, not dated. I mean, it's not that kind of comic, but my artist improved tremendously since that comic was made. And I think I've improved as a storyteller since that comic was made. So yeah, this, is, this was a coming up party for me. As a writer, uh, a creator, trying to get into the industry, for sure. This was it. This Man. was the week. This was the entrance. This was the debut, uh, you know what I'm saying, the debut on Raw, sort of speak. Man. You know what I'm saying? Man. This was it. Yeah. So, so with, that, <laughs> with, with, with all that being said then, bro, like, what is, I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out here is, like, what is the genesis of an idea? Where does an idea start? What is the uh, what is what is the creative process for you as a writer? Okay, it's like this is what I see. This is how I want it to go, and on page, this is how I want it to look like. What's mm -hmm. the process of combining the idea to the words to what's actually on page? The idea. Um, it can really come from anywhere. You know, the idea can be inspired from conversation. You know, Florida Man was inspired by memes in the armory. Uh, funny enough, Children of Asar was really an idea of, like, what if they had The Walking Dead but with mummies? You know what I'm saying? Oh. An armory. Literally, birth in the armory. Just conversation like that, you know? And uh -huh. if it, it just kind of... And it, your idea goes through different forms you know you'll think it's one way and then it'll turn into something else just by continuing to think about it or you continue to write about it and it's kind of weird it almost has an identity of its own it's kind of weird it's really hard to describe it really will oh. like sway itself you want it like in your head it's like i'm forcing it like hey this is the way it's going to be and then you do it and something just doesn't seem right you know it's like a 
it's like an inner conscience. And it doesn't seem right. And then you go back to it later on. And I'm like, oh, I know what's wrong. Like this Y Z X Y Z. I need to change that to change that. You know. Um. So ideas can really come from anywhere, and the process of getting it onto paper is just like notes. You know, it's like I just write stuff on a notepad. You know, on Google Drive. And just, I just keep adding notes. I'll keep adding notes. Just stuff I'll think of. Like, my mind will just think about it. What would be cool? What what would make the story make sense? What's the ending? What's the beginning? What's the character like? And then it just kind of starts to form itself, you know? Um, hmm. It's, it is, it's really not one, there's no one way for an idea to come into reality. And there is really no one method for it to actually go on paper. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm just working on right now. Next month is a Candyman contest, and I showed you a little bit about that. You know, I'm writing a short story on that. Man. <laughs> you know, and it's just like an idea. It's just like, hey, what would be different? What would be cool? You know, what 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 would be? You know, and it's just like I have an idea. And it's like, okay, just write it out. Just even if it doesn't feel right. Just write it out and then fix it up later. You know what I'm saying? Just get the idea on paper. Or get the idea on on the computer, on the keyboard. Right. Um, yeah. Now, I'll be honest. Like, obviously, that's easier said than done, right? Yeah. It, I'm sure that the most difficult thing to do is to block everything out and actually get that on paper, right? Yeah, well, I mean, for me, it, it can come kind of easy. Like, hmm. if I can just like, okay, what do I, what ideas would I want to do for Florida Man, or what ideas would I want to do for Children of Tar, what ideas would I want to do for whatever, and I can kind of do that automatically. I can kind of now sometimes when you intentionally do it, nothing comes out of it, like absolutely nothing. Like when you're trying to actually focus and make new ideas. Sometimes it's just like your mind goes blank. But you walk to the car, all of a sudden something will just pop in your head. You know what I'm saying? For no reason, no explanation. Something will just like, it just comes to you like, oh, that works. You know what I'm saying? You go on a walk or you're just driving or you're eating or whatever. It's something will just pop in your head and be like, that works. Let me add another piece to the puzzle will sort of reveal itself and you add it. I don't know if it's in use or what, but mm -hmm. add, it'll add its piece to the whole puzzle. So sometimes I can just focus and hone in, think of some stuff. Sometimes, like right now, I'm a little bit Candyman. Like, um, uh, we'll see him. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, it's like something's not coming. Like I have my ending, but still, you know, not there. I'm empty mind. And then I won't think about it for a few days. And then, boom, here's the next thing, or this makes more sense. So, huh. it's a lot of different methods, man. There's a lot of different ways. It's just, I think the first thing to do is just to start. It's just to make the decision, like, hey, I want to make something or I want to create something. And then I think it's just a seed that'll grow in your head. And, you know, it'll just continue to grow until it becomes like a full-blown tree, you know? Yo, that's fire. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's fire right there, bro. That's <laughs> That like, see, you're you're in a bag right now, bro. Like that, <laughs> that. No, no, that that's fire. And the other thing I want to ask you then is, what is it like 
what is it like to, you know, have conversations with guys like Charles, you know, guys like Von L, um, guys like Eric, Frank Ford, you know, mm. shout out to Shout out to all of those guys, too, by the way. What is it like to, you know, kind of link up? And, I mean, Charles lives down there in Florida as well. But what is it like just to be able to, you know, kind of chop it up with some Mm -hmm. of these guys that are pursuing the same things? Does that kind of help? Does that kind of help, you know, with the creative process, kind of bouncing some things off of them? Is there an exchange of kind of ideas? What is it like to be able to be in, com- not competition, but to be in contact, in contact excuse me, mm. with, 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 with a group of brothers that are kind of pursuing the same thing that you're pursuing right now? Yeah, man, it's like, it's like talking to family, you know? It's, it's kind of like talking to, you know, because you're both, we're all in this game, there's a, there's a lot of similarities and common interests within us, you know, like we could talk about my method for making something, his method for think, thinking something. And, you know, when we're all in, we're all in our own little worlds and all I could take is someone to like, Hey, why don't you do this with that character? Or why don't you introduce that? And we would just never see it. You know what I'm saying? Because we all live really on our own minds and our own world. So you know, it it is really cool. It is really cool. It's it's like, you know, it's really cool to see someone else. Or I would never think of something like that, or I can never do something like that. And the way you did it was just like was great. It's it's it can be also inspiring too. It can also kind of charge you up to like, okay, I have to respond to, that, or I have to make something as good as that. You know what I'm saying? Like Charles, Charles hits me with these quotes, man. Like these deep african proverbs and i'm like proverbs i'm like damn you know i gotta i gotta kind of step up my my intellectual side a bit you know or um varnell be hitting you with the like a lot of the drama and every issue builds itself up with suspense i'm like okay well i gotta i gotta up my game for storytelling and cliffhangers and things like that you know um so it's it's really it's really cool man it's like just having someone like a family member talk to you, um, especially if they're not on that that competitive kind of like clout kind of side, like, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm big, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really need to talk to you, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's really cool, man. I, it's really cool. Nah, and and I, I can see that I, – I can see that a guy like Charles, for example – is a very critical thinker. Yes. And and, and reading some of the things that he writes and and having conversations with him on air and even listening to some of the conversations the other had on air, Charles is a very critical thinker, you know, and that carries over to his his process, right? Mm -hmm. So you, I guess the question I'm going to ask is, like, what aspects of your own kind of personality do you think carry over into your work? I think simplicity. I think that's like my main key is simplicity. I like, I'm more like, like direct storytelling. You know what I'm saying? I think Mm. simplicity is more my style where it's a common, it's like, it's, it's a concept that's like, it's point A to point B. And I take you on this journey and you're going to enjoy the ride. And when you got off, like, damn, like, 
I want to go on that shit again. You know what I'm saying? That's more, I think, judging so far from what I've done, that's more of my style is like simplistic, keep it direct, um, kind of level of storytelling and presentation and having that kind of like, not exactly the glam, but sort of that more um, finding that appeal. I think that's more, more along the lines. Like I'm, I'm not writing, I can't write something like, you know, Oh Kingdom Come yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be hard for me to do that because, again, like, that's such a critical thinking, intellectual kind of story. Like, and I'm not from that culture, per se, either. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, a good writer would be able, like, the test of me would be to, like, read Oh Kingdom Come and then right. write the next <clears throat> chapter. That would be the level of craftsmanship I want to attain. If I can mm-hmm. read something, if I can read Delta Dogs and then, yo, speak of the devil. <laughs> Charles. What's cracking on? Yo, 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 big Charles. Big Charles, brother. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, yo, hey, hey, we we cooking right now, bro. Cooking, okay, okay. Bro. Let's wait, get wait. it. Yeah, my, yeah, go ahead, Donovan. Keep Keep cooking, brother. Oh, I was, let me just end it like this, man. Like to, to reach the level of writing that I need to get to, I would need to be able to write a character as if I never created it. You know, writing other people. If I can write an episode of something and you never knew, you thought the original writer wrote it, like, that's a job well done. You know what I'm saying? If I can write, if I read Old Kingdom Come and write the next chapter, and Charles like, you know what? Oh, shit. That might be actually something, yeah, I can kind of see. You know, if, if I that'd be something I could write, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. that's the level of mastery of like writing and craftsmanship where you know I, I, I would need to attain to really you know get my way into the industry and become a competent writer. So, okay, that's all. well, no, I, I dig that. So, I, I and I guess my next question, and, and I'm, I'm glad you dropped in here, Charles, because I mean, I'd, I'd like to hear. What you have to say about this as well? Um, at, okay, is there a process that you go through of? I, I, okay, as someone who is trying to put together ideas to be consumed by a reader or by a, you know someone in the public, reader, consumer, whatever you want to call them. How do you avoid second guessing what you're putting down on paper? How do you avoid that? <clears throat> That's awesome. Somebody asked that question in the the uh, something just like that in the comic creators group. Mm-hmm. I think my method comes off a bit radical because there was a lot of disagreement. Um, I oh, think disagreement, disagreement with Charles with, now with my yeah, method. They, they, <laughs> they weren't ready. You know, they never ready for Charles, man. They never ready, yo. He always he brings some heat, and they want to extinguish the damn flame. Man. That's what, That's it, what it seems like, right? Um, I always um, uh, I I think with the mountain of other content out there, and trying to somewhat compete. I mean, we're trying to, right? We're we're trying to compete with what's already out. Um, when you put when you put anything out, I, I think if you're, um, I think his question was, how do I become a better writer or something like that? I tell him to be very critical, first and foremost. That's the best thing you can probably do. Um, and if you come up with something that's similar to something, or um, 
it's similar to something or uh, it seems if it's similar to something, it seems like under it, like sub subpar compared to it. Trash it. Just trash it. There was a big thing about me saying that. Like, I'm like, just trash it. There'll be there's so much stuff you can write about. Why make the thing that is not only like something else, but you know it's subpar compared to that thing. You know what I mean? Like you, if you're being honest with yourself, you know it's subpar, then trash it. Um, I had a roommate that used to rap. I wonder how far this podcast will be. We'll get to him. <laughs> and uh, I, and he would rap, and I'd be like, "You want my opinion? Cause this ain't it. Like this is like you you rap really well, and he raps really well. But like he went and rapped like on Eminem beats, and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's rapping on Eminem oh, beats and J Cole Lord. beats, and I'm like, bro, this is not is not work. And he and he's very talented, but what? He he took that as you know for a little bit, but he did go back and he came up with a fire concept. He, I think he called it therapy or something, right? And he let me be his therapist. So I'd come in each track and I'd ask him, "Tell me about this," and then it, it would start the track. It was amazing. I was like, "This is this, this is what I'm talking about. Like this is this is yeah. you know what I'm saying. This is different." So like that's the, that's why I always say trash it, trash the thing that's not that good, and move on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a so, bunch of shit like that's in my phone. Like I'm like I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. I remember like the first story I wrote was like this underground like uh, skating, dirty skating sport that was like the underground, and it was like dirty and there's gambling and shit. And I saw a trailer for Rollerball and I trashed it. I moved on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I haven't even seen Rollerball, but it was too close that I didn't even bought. Why bother? Hold you know on, what I'm saying? Hold on, Charles. Hold on, hold on, Charles. You said Rollerball. Rollerball, yeah, it was just like it. Like you'd be in skates, you're like throwing a ball oh, around. I saw trailer for it. I was like, probably bro. eleven, maybe twelve. Dog, rollerball came out in like in what two thousand one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was writing. Was... I was writing around that time. Hey, hey, that's what's up, bro. Rollerball. Yeah. Wasn't LL Cool J? It was good, rollerball? right? Yeah, it was, it was a cult classic. Yeah, that's a time capsule. That's a time capsule movie, man. That's. That's early two thousands, right there. Yo, the deep, deep, blue, deep blue sea. That's like that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. LL Cool J was in there. I mean, Paul Heyman was a commentator. All right. Anyway, this is yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the creative shit. We we got time for the for the for the, for the drunk shit later on. But but, yeah. but to, to to that question there, Donovan, I want to get your take on that as well. <laughs> like, as a writer, is second guessing yourself okay at what point what's the balance between kind of being critical and overthinking what you're putting on paper i think when you can't write anything on paper i think that's the point where you're being overcritical like the general writing process trying to get the idea trying to write the rough draft or whatever right if you can't write anything down i think that's at the point, like, where you're just like, okay, you need to just let go. You need to, like, chill, do something else for a bit, and then continue later on. Um, but I, what I think what Charles was saying was basically was, was what people don't like is the truth. You know, they don't like to really hear that. Of course, they want to hear more of encouragement rather than honest feedback, you know? And when you have someone working on something, and it's like, yo, like, that... That's not it, Chief. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to 
you may not want to go down that path, you know, it's to save, you save yourself time, you save yourself energy. And, you know, one of the worst, probably the worst thing ever as an artist is to create art and no one sees it. Like, that's probably one of the worst things ever for an artist, you know what I'm saying, mm. is to make something and <clears throat> no one ever sees it, you know? Right. Because it, it defeats the purpose, unless it's for yourself, where you're like, okay, I'm writing for myself or I'm painting for myself, cool, but you want to show it to the world. You want to, you know, have it shown, you know? And if you write some kind of subpar X-Men or subpar Lord of the Rings, and no one's going to see it. You wasted your time on something, you know, like no one's going to really buy or entice to go see. So uh, what Charles, I think what Charles said was absolutely correct. You know, if it's like, oh, this is too similar, move on, find, find something else, you know, um, find something to get yourself an audience. You know, we're all trying to find ourselves to get ourselves an audience of some sort to view our art. You know, that's where we're all kind of in competing of we're competing to get viewers to view our art. And I think in the process, if you're if you can't write anything, you're you're overthinking yourself. You should be a rough draft is called rough draft for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hmm. you can always clean it up later, you can always alter it later. But if you're just like, I just can't, I can't do it, like for especially after a long period of time, you're just you're over an- analytical and you you'll never even get to first base if you don't even like swing. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think that's 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 the point where you're just like you know, you're off your rockers. You should just chill and um and go and then also feedback. Feedback to me, I love I love workshops. I like to write something like in school. We write something. We go in class. But the whole class will go over and construct your whole your whole whatever we write. You know your whole short story or your screenplay, whatever. And then from there you learn. You're like okay, that was wrong. Okay, that was wrong. Someone might make suggestions for the story. You know, and that's really what these um, these writer circles are for, for these shows. You know, it's not just one person is the showrunner, the head writer, but you have other people to kind of balance check you a bit in terms of, like, execution. So, you know, I think that's the best way. Put yourself out in front of people, have them honestly critique it, revise it, put it back out there, learn, learn how, what went wrong, and put yourself back in the, in the game revise it and see what else is wrong with it i think i think that's a good way to really uh learn and to improve as a writer and if you're so you're so stuck on you can't write then you you can't get better if you're if you're too critical you know so okay i I really like (laughs) i really like the direction that we're going in this episode so if y'all don't mind maybe we can keep this going just a little bit longer here so yeah, my sure. Next... Got a little long minute on that one. My bad. No, 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 no. This is this is this is great content right here. This is great content. I mean, we can get into we 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 can get into having a little bit of fun later on. But I, I want to ask y'all this next question here. So we we kind of already touched on overthinking, constructive criticism, and everything like that. So how do you address the negativity? How do you deal with because there's a difference between even even as creators, right? Even as even as guys who are trying to, you know, put things out there. How do we because there's a lot of hate that goes on like hating, <laughs> hating now is a trade. It's a stock and trade. You know, what I mean, there's content creation <laughs> and then there's and then yeah. there's just, just straight up hating on the next thing that comes out. 
And the Haters Ball became the Super Bowl, essentially. Absolutely. A- absolutely. 100%. So, how do you... And, and we've seen this kind of manifest over YouTube and social media over the last couple weeks. But how do you deal with the negativity that might come towards whatever it is that you're doing? And Charles, you know, this is right up your alley as well. How do you deal with that? But also, how do you avoid kind of being overly critical of something that you don't like? How do you avoid kind of falling into that pattern of, you know what, I could do that better? That was ass. That was garbage. That just wasn't good at all. Where does objectivity, Mm. what's the fine Mm. line between the objectivity as a creator, as a fan, but also as someone who is dealing with criticism? I know that's an open-ended question, but I'm interested to get y'all take on that because y'all are in these lanes at multiple different times. Um, I think I, yeah, I think um, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I think it depends on how the creator approaches it, right? So I don't give any leeway to big studios if it's trash, it's trash. That that's big money. Um, so I don't I don't give leeway there. If, that's probably horrible, but I think if, if it's if it's trash, it, it shouldn't be. There's no reason for it to be. You have a whole team. Look at what we're doing <laughs> with one, two of us. Uh, you have a whole team. So when it's like a big budget thing, that I, I don't, I don't give it. But if it's a new creator, like, hey guys, I'm working on this thing. Um, I'd love your, some feedback. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I go a little more calm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like destroy him right there for sure. Um, uh, but I, I, I think it's more, it's, it's a lot to do with what you consume too. Uh, this is something I also mentioned that if you're watching like really crappy shows all the time and like stuff that's not very good, you're going to be used to seeing things that aren't very good. So it won't stick out as much. But if like, if you're like, I only watch, I'm, I'm only watching like good shit. Like I only want to watch like good, sh- even like, um, I don't know if you guys finished stranger things or not. Um, however however it was muddled and um so like it was very muddled there was a uh, there was too many characters um and even with that many characters there's a way to balance it so it's not and i would keep that kind of that criticism to myself right i, I won't say that out until millie bobby brown said there were too many people and then, she hey, you know what? She said and it herself. Like, and then that's when you just, that's when you pour your drink. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you pour your drink and take a slow sip. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, so you don't have to say it out like, um, yeah, like that. Like something like that. Like, um, cause I believe that that kind of goes, it's kind of like, I feel like you kind of, if you let everything slide too much, it's going to kind of come into your writing, if that makes sense. I feel like it, it kind of conditions you to also be okay with th- that dos ex machina and that lazy line. Like, you, you kind of, like, let that slide because you're consuming so much stuff where they let that slide. So, like, so when, when I see it, I, I'm like, nah, that's trash. Nah, that's slow. Nah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, so um, so that way, I'm, my shit's always sharp. So. I think I, so, I, I tried. To so, so, okay. So, and Donovan, before you answer that question, I, I get what you're saying here, Charles. So, what you're saying is that 
if it's something on the level of because I've been I, like a week ago, I jumped out of the window. I, I not even uh-huh. a week ago on Sunday, I completely blasted The Walking Dead. Completely blasted, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> completely blasted and I I didn't I wasn't being critical of anything that they put on screen I was being critical of the way that they went about the rollout for bringing Rick Grimes Grimes back into the series okay you know you you write you write write two of the best characters out of the show in hopes of us being able to see them on screen in a movie only for you to say, well, we're just going to bring them back on a limited series on AMC. Mm-hmm. You know, as a fan, yep. as, as, as one of only 10 people that still watch the walk. <laughs> hey, it's higher than that. That's why the show's still on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, this is just me being facetious. But yeah. as, 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 one of, as one of the people who are still invested in that, I'm being critical of it. I'm not being critical of the product that's being put out on screen. I'm being critical of the way that they are treating us as the fans and the decisions that are being made, right? But I'm never just going to outright be like, you know what? Fuck The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> like, fuck The Walking Dead. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I think what you're kind of saying is that if they're on the line, and there are millions of dollars that are being generated, millions of people who are consuming this product, whatever criticism they end up getting, what you're saying is some of it is warranted. It's not always fanboy bitching and complaining. Is is 100%. that what I'm picking up on? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, I think, um, like, say, let, let's, play, let's play a game here. Um, um, what's the big thing now when you see, like, uh, Mainly Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, well, oh, well, Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones season eight. Okay, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I don't think I watched that, but I was gonna say like the whole th- culture where uh, you see like a female protagonist in a series, and then all the boys come out and start yelling, right? <laughs> so like that, everybody, everyone's seen that in some shape or form. Guess where that didn't happen? That didn't happen when Fury Road came out. Fury Road was not. fucking amazing. Fury Road is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Nobody sure. was screaming like, oh, why are these bitches? Ah, like nobody was screaming because Fury Road was fucking amazing. Homeboy had what five lines in that movie? Um <laughs> Yeah. The we're following Furiosa. The movie was about Furiosa. Yeah. Right. But nobody was, was complaining because the movie was amazing. It's fire. It was an, it wasn't even you know like a saying? real bait and switch. It was just well, it was a huge bait. Yeah, it was ma- like oh, even the, cin- the cinematography and the same. Oh, it was beautiful. So I'm saying like when you mm-hmm. don't leave space for that kind of complaint, they won't. There, there's nowhere to to complain. You know and, what I'm saying? And that's that's a that's an excellent point, Charles. I I agree with you. I agree with you on that. That's a very very good point there, man. Can you? Can Not you 100 percent warranted, but. No, Definitely, you... you left space for it. You left room for no. it. But go ahead, repeat what you just said, please. Please repeat what you just said. Those la- oh Let's just rewind that. You said one hundred percent warranted for it. <laughs> no, no, no. When you don't leave space for it. Yeah, when you don't leave space for for like for for the for the fanboys to to go nuts for, for those mistakes. When you don't leave those plot holes. When you don't leave that slow pacing. If you don't leave that, they won't take advantage of it. But when it's there, they're gonna dive all up in there, and that's this is my space. I'm gonna, 
ah, this sucked. Uh, homegirl from Obi Wan, okay. ah, die. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, they're all gonna dive in because you left the space for it. Okay. If, if there was no space right. for it, no, they're not coming into these movies that are that are. Fury Road was is almost a perfect film. I can't even. I don't know. I have to watch it again. It's nearly no. a perfect movie. That's a beautiful film. No arguments here. Bro, that shit is perfect, perfect man. Like you can. That, that's a classic, bro. That shit's perfect. Yeah, like, it's like and it, cla- it was classic. Like when it dropped, like it was immediately. <laughs> so 2015, right? In yeah, 2015. Yeah. Like yeah. But but let's 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 just slow down here a little bit, <laughs> Donovan. I, I want to get your take on that original question that I asked. Then how do you how do you where's the fine line between someone consuming your product and being objective and someone straight up being a hater. And even as a creator, where do you draw that line between being objective and going overboard? I think like what Charles mentioned, it depends on who, who are you writing to? You know what I'm saying? If who you're writing to, let's just say the, the, the Star Wars fans, what you're writing specifically for them, or maybe you transition to a different demographic. It's not for them. You know, you have to really determine who your target demographic is and what they're saying back towards you. That's the honest feedback. If, you know, if you're hearing the opinion of, you know, you're walking dead, like you're writing for the walking dead and then someone who are, who likes, let's just say general hospital says walking dead shit. Well, then you're not really concerned with their opinion because, you know, they're, they're not even concerned. They're not, they don't even like your show. You know what I'm saying? They're like, Soap drama compared to post-apocalyptic drama, two different kind of audiences, right? So it really just depends on the feedback that you're sort of getting from your audience and what are they saying about it. And also, you know, depends on your peer group too. You know, obviously you're going to listen to someone who's a novice or someone who's been in the game for 15, 20 years or 10 years, who knows, you know, there's, who knows their stuff. What, What are their credentials? Who has really the receipts for you to get that honest criticism from, you know? Because um, you know, it's easy to talk a game where you're not... It's easy to talk shit when you're not in the game. It's different when you're in the driver's seat, you know, or you're different when you're, you're, when you're really in the game playing on the field. So I think those are the two things. If you're writing something and you're getting, like, trash back from it, bad feedback from it from the fans, then, of course, I'm like, okay, well... Maybe we did go off the rails a bit. You know, I, I used, well, we'll just say Walking Dead before they turned it around. You know, people thought it was dragging. It was boring. It was, they were stretching the shit. Then the walker, the whispers got involved, and it was phenomenal. But the, the, the feedback was mostly the people giving the feedback left the show, you know. Uh, Game of Thrones, season <laughs> eight. <laughs> yep. Game of yep. so, Talk about like you know that's an audience that's an audience that loved your product loved your writing loved your stories for seven seasons like ten plus years all of a sudden Oof, it's not them. just hate it's not just hate all of a sudden they wouldn't just want to turn on the show to turn on the show you know what I'm saying that's an mm-hmm. overwhelming amount of criticism like yo you 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 definitely didn't hit the mark with the writing on this you didn't hit the mark in execution on this because your core fan base who has been praising you to high noon for the last 10 years and now saying you're trash. What the hell happened? You know? So, right. I think, I think that's the difference, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's the difference. I mean, if you have something like, 
let's just say like I don't know Captain Marvel, those guys are being upset about it. Ooh. Like 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 Brie Larson said, maybe it's not meant for you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Miss Marvel, people want to trash on it. Maybe it's not written for you. It's written for a, a teenage girl or whatever from nine to. 17 18 years they enjoy it they like it it's not meant for you you know like so that criticism okay. that you're saying is trash it doesn't really well what does the nine-year-old think what does the 13-year-old girl think what does the 11-year-old mm-hmm. girl, what does the 17-year-old girl think okay cool they like it well you know that's that's on that to the next goal on to the next one you know so it just depends on your audience who you're writing to i think and who your peers yeah. who's got the receipts to give you that feedback Yo, all right, hey, and, and Donovan, I'm, I'm, so, so we're gonna segue, we're gonna break off and segue here, but I'm gonna just say this here, bro. When we did the two year anniversary podcast, you said Creators Corner might have been dead. This last hour plus has been Creators Corner. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hashtag, you're right, man. <laughs> hashtag don't sell it. You know what I'm saying? Don't hashtag it. don't sell it, brother. But 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 okay, so so let's have let's have a little bit of fun here, man. Just just a little bit of fun right. here. Bro. So y'all mentioned Game of Thrones. I think personally, yes, I didn't enjoy season eight as much as I probably wanted to. But I can't mm-hmm. just shit on a show. I can't shit on a TV show that gave me seven years of consistency, bro. Like. You know what I mean? Can 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 I just can y'all take a walk with me real quick? Let's do it. On, on Game <laughs> Go of ahead, Thrones. Man. Talk that talk. Okay, cool. Man. All right, cool. So 2011, when that show premiered, I still lived at home with my mom. I'm a I'm a broke ass community college student pursuing a degree in video production technology at Glendale <laughs> Community College, bro. You know what I mean? Behind Working at yeah, yeah, work working at fucking Walgreens, all of that shit, right? I remember <laughs> HBO running promo for Game of Thrones, and it was like, this is fucking fictional. Like, what is this bullshit? I'm not watching this, man. Like, fuck this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I watched right, one episode, right. I, I jumped in on Game of Thrones in episode two or three because you know my mom was like, sit down and watch this with me. This is a good show. Cool. I went back, watched it on a DVR, and I was hooked. For right up until I joined the Air Force, I looked forward to every spring because there were two things to look forward to, bro. The NBA playoffs and Game of Thrones. I cannot shit on a show that kept it rocking in terms of acting, writing, set pieces, and production value for up to seven years straight bro i can't do that i can't do that like y'all gave us consistent heat up until you weren't able to do it anymore for whatever reason does a bad ending does a bad ending to something or an objectively less or lower quality ending does that ruin an entire enterprise how careful do some of these TV shows and movies have to be in terms of wrapping everything up to tie up all of the loose ends? Or am I reaching with what it is that I'm trying to say here? Ooh, that's a load, man. 
That's a that's a good question. Can a bad ending ruin the whole enterprise, the whole story? Um, you know, last it's the last impression. You know, what I'm saying the last impressions like everyone always remembers what's the latest thing you did for me, so to speak. So it, it, it for some people it definitely can. <clears throat> and I think you know, I really think that just after eight, seven, eight years, people can really <clears throat> get defensive and get upset over why didn't you why didn't you land this plane right? Like they're gonna wanna toss it all away because of that. Um I think I man, it can go it can kind of go both. I really just depends on the individual. It really depends on the person, the viewer who consumes something and is so into it that they're willing to just disregard the whole thing because it didn't meet their satisfaction of an ending. You know what I'm saying? Um, and certain people, you know, they'll say like, oh, that, that shit was trash because they did this XYZ and XYZ. And they might have liked the whole movie, but because it ended that way, they'll have different feelings about it. You know, like, if let's just say this. If in Get Out, would you want to watch that if the main character actually got shot by the police? Would you like the film still? I mean, I would have I would have left the theater feeling a way about it, but mm -hmm. I can't say that I wouldn't have felt like it, I still would have felt like it was a classic. It just would have mm. it just would have grounded it a lot more than what I think the fictional surrealist setting that Jordan Peele was going for in that movie. It would have it would have grounded it a lot more than I think I wanted it to. But that mm. wouldn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. No. No. Hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way. I think the way he did it was it wasn't really about what happened is the way he did it. So mm. we whoop whoop you hear the lights, right? We're all black. We know what that means. We know oh, what yeah. that emotion emotes. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, they already he already um he already what's that thing foreshadowed with the cop in the beginning. So mm -hmm. you already all this is already you're already fought like oh of course. So the fact that it was his friend is almost a it's a better ending. Like cause he, he subverted expectations twice. He thought that he got away mm -hmm. and then the cop showed up. And then as black people, mm -hmm. you know, oh, of course, they're always going to kill yep. us. You know what I'm saying? And then he hit yep. us again mm -hmm. with the friend. So it was like he hit us. So it was, it was actually a superior ending for his friend to come. If he would have died there, I still think it would have been a solid film. But mm -hmm. him doing that and subverting at the end was, I thought it was a masterclass as well. Right. It wouldn't have taken away from the way I felt about the movie because I still think that, I still think Get Out is a, is a classic. In my mm -hmm. opinion, but okay. So with that being said, let's let's just back up here, right? Okay. So for me, I think Logan, Logan is either a top five or a top ten superhero movie, in my opinion. Mm. That's just me, right? But mm -hmm. that was one out of three movies based around Wolverine that actually turned out to be genuinely good. Yeah, but that was the one. say what? I would say it's the best one, right? I I, I agree with you on that, right? Yeah. The be the beginning was much much worse 
than the way that it ended. But because it ended on such an emotional high note, does that erase the lack of quality reflected in it leading up to it? No one, mm, no one for the movie. About them. For the trilogy revolving around that character. Mm, the for the three solo movies mm. around that character. I, I oh, you would say the trilogy is a top as a top ten film? Or just, no, no. just Logan? No, just Logan. Just Logan. I, I think he's trying to say is does Logan make up for one and two? Yep. Like as a whole yep. of the series. Does that because you yep. have Logan, now everything is like Oh, like everything's fine and dandy now. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? You had a trashy yep. ass origin movie. You had oh uh, you know a, 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 you know yep. an adequate enough sequel. Then you knock yep. this one out the park. Is the whole thing justified by the third last film? By the third movie. Mm-hmm. I would say like say those two movies. Well, Days of Future Past was really good. That was his second one, right? No, oh, no, 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 no. What's his second? What would be his second? What's, what's... Oh, wait, wait, the ninja. When he was a ninja, my bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> so if you if we said Wolverine, Wolverine was the origin was a three. Uh oh, somebody, <laughs> Uncle Jack is dying. Hey, ain't nobody remember that second one, yo. They don't remember that. Oh shit. Oh, let's say we said Wolverine was a three, and the ninja one was like a four. And then Logan was like a eight. I would say Logan elevates them, but not to the level of an eight, if that makes sense. Okay. So it makes like it makes them like a like it goes up like a point. No, because and, and Donovan, go ahead, brother, go ahead, because I'm gonna make a reference after you you get your shit off. Go ahead, brother. I would have to say yeah, man, it does. You 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 leave a good taste in everyone's mouth, like you leave that good impression. No one. No one's gonna bitch about the Wolverine. We're gonna make fun of it, but it's not gonna be as like as it didn't. It doesn't mean what it did before Logan came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Wolverine, the Wolverine. You know, we can look at it as like a mid car. Like, okay, it's passable. Most people forget it even came out. Again, we're mm-hmm. not gonna look at it the same way because Logan came out. Because Logan came out, it's almost like we don't even mind those other two. We we got. What finally we got the the justice sort of like we got our enjoyment, you know what I'm saying? We finally got this is the one that got it right, and because it knocked it out of the park, we're willing to forgive those other two. So yeah, obviously mm-hmm. everyone's talks about Logan. No one's no one's making videos about how bad the Wolverine uh, X Men Origins Wolverine <laughs> is anymore. That, no. You know what I'm saying? Like it's done. You know, like I think it definitely right. does. A third, you knock the third one out. The whole okay. trilogy is justified. And people don't care about, they don't mind those first two anymore because we know where it ends. You know what I'm saying? See? All right. So, so That's my opinion. Things. All right. Let me jump in the wrestling bag for a second here, okay? All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. When when The Rock wrestled Stone Cold for the third time. What up, D. Smith? What up, brother? When The Rock wrestled. Go ahead, brother. Say what? Come in to listen real quick because I'm still. No, no. I, I got you. I got you. All right. So when The Rock wrestled Stone Cold at WrestleMania 20, no, 19, 19, when he wrestled Stone Cold, he cut a promo and said, what matters is act number three, right? First act, Stone Cold wins. Second act, Stone Cold wins. But all anybody is going to remember is the third act, right? And The Rock beat Stone Cold in match number three, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match in WWE. Right? 
mm-hmm. was that a true statement? Does it matter if you have an exceptional act number one and two if you fumbled a rock at and pardon the pun, my bad. I didn't mean to say fumble the rock, but if you fail to get across the goal line for act number three, that has more of an effect on the way you view the overall trilogy than if number three ends up being great. Because people shit on the X-Men because of X3. But nobody wants to say X1 and 2 were good movies because of how bad X-Men 3 was, right? True. True. So what yep. you so 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 what you're saying, so what we're saying here, we can be in agreement here that you can do moderately too bad on the first two as long as you get it right the third time. And people are going to look at the overall enterprise as being a success because it ends on a note that people liked. That's where we are. Like, is that a reflection on us and how we view some of these things? Like, what are we actually mm-hmm. trying to say here? You know what I mean? Because I remember being in the theater when The Wolverine came out. I enjoyed that movie right up until the third act, where they just went fucking insane with the um with the special effects and, and, and fucking Silver up the Silver Samurai. Samurai and all of that. I really enjoyed yeah. everything in that movie up until that point. But because Logan was such a good movie, we're going to give them a pass for that? Well, because I mean, of, honestly, have you gone back to see the Wolverine again because of that third act? No, sir. No, see, <laughs> <laughs> no, there sir. It is. Yep. Like so. The no. I'm just saying. No, no, but like, so the question that I'm going to ask y'all here, Charles Donovan D. Smith, are we are we really judging these? Oh, D. Smith jumped out. Damn. Oh man. <laughs> are we are we judging these things accordingly? Should we be viewing each part of an individual story, even though it's a sequel or a trilogy? Should we are we able to get to the point where we can judge, okay, this is the first movie, but this is its own story. This is the second movie, but it's its own story. This is the third movie, but it is its own story. Are we able to do that or are we not at a point yet where we can really break things down into being, you know, individual parts instead of a whole story arc. That one's a bit tough. I think that's subjective. Because mm. Okay. Um, the Wolverine, those sequels are very disjointed. They didn't really follow a serialized <laughs> pattern. I agree. Right? <laughs> like, it was, I, I Wolverine agree. was a prequel to the... F- no, wait, no. Wolverine was a... Yeah, Wolverine, the Wolverine... <laughs> The Wolverine was a prequel to Wolverine, right? Yes. No, okay, no, yeah. no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait wasn't no. it? No, no, the Wolverine no. was a prequel to all the previous X-Men movies. No, no, X-Men no, no, the or- X-Men Origins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Because like, he didn't Ooh, have... Right. He, no, wait, he had Bones. Okay, no. God, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that, that was the first one. X-Men Origins, no. Wolverine. X- had the X-Men bone. Origins, yeah. Yeah. Yep. X-Men Origins, he had the bones too. X-Men bone Origins, call. that was supposed to be a sequel to the entire X-Men series of movies before First Class. 
X Men timeline, man. Mm-hmm. I care but way I mean, too much about this shit, man. Oh shit! But, oh. I think it, honestly, how a lot of people shit on the Fox, the Fox X Men, and I mean, I can't blame them for that. But when you get Dark Phoenix, when you oh. get Apocalypse, oh. people <laughs> the, the praise. You know, the praise for Days of Future Past, you know, the praise for the first Never X2, happened. you know what I'm saying? It ain't there, Never the praise happened. for X1, it ain't, it ain't in the first class, no, everyone, oh, Dark Phoenix, oh, God, oh, God, uh, Apocalypse, oh, God, New Mutants, oh, God. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you see what That's I'm saying? Crazy. No, you're right, because the very yeah. first. The first movie of the week segment we did on this podcast was Days of Future Past. Yep. And and Days of Future Past. All right, Charles, how did you feel about Days of Future Past, bro? Because I know um, how I, I felt. Yeah, I didn't mind Days of Future Past. Um, trying to yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it. It, it was enough. Um, I was able to separate it from. I kind of separated from the rest of the. Of the series, um, okay. Uh, I think it was in one of those cases where that it would be like kind of like first, second, third act, and what they brought together in the third act. Though, if you look into it logically, it probably doesn't make much sense time wise. Nope. Nope. But um, the the tugging of it, like the appreciation of like the, them putting that together, was there. Um, so, Underrated, I think. Yeah. I think and I think Days of Future Past is still underrated. It did it did the whole thing of let's let's bring back everybody in one mm-hmm. movie. It did that before Endgame did that. Yeah. It I'm did. sure they got inspired by that. But nobody remembers that. Nope. And the reason nobody remembers that is because of what they did after that, right? Mm-hmm. Like so and and I don't want to make this about the X-Men, but I'm just using them as an example for the way that people view the way that things end. So can we all be in agreement that the ending is much more important than the opening, the middle, everything else leading up to the ending? The ending is the most important thing to any property, whether it be television, movies, whatever. I would have to say so. I I have to say. I mean, honestly, if you if you look at, you know, if you just look at overall, like how franchises die out, you know, that's that's how they die out. Like Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, you know, left a stale taste in a lot of people's mouths for years before Batman Begins came out. It was the last one. No one looked at Michael Keaton's Batman <laughs> and Batman Returns and say, no, no, it was. You know, overall, it was it was half as good. It was half good. Everyone wanted to shit on the <laughs> Jules Schoemeister films, you know? Um, even now, with the new Game of Thrones, there's still people hesitant about it because, well, season eight was, ugh. I don't know. I'm sketchy. I'm sketchy. We had seven years of great quality television. And then on the eighth one, you know, they, they, they did a rush job on it, whatever. And in this new one, they're like, people are skeptic about it because they, the last impressions, you know what I'm saying? The last one they came out so it really i know it's still kind of subjective but in the minds i think really if you look at the the general audience is really like what have you done for me lately and you know 
Mm-hmm. If you're looking at conclusions of a story, terms like we're just talking about movie trilogies, because in the film itself, if you don't have a good first act, no one's going to stick around for the second and third. But okay. if we're just trilogies as a whole, we're looking at like conclusions to a whole series. Yes. If you do not conclude or a TV show, if you do not conclude your series in the right way, people are going to feel some kind of way about it and they're going to want to dis- discard you. Discard Pitchforks. Pitchforks. Tiki torches. Everything, bro. Seriously. Like, and like if 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 like look, people were so feel so away because of it. Let's just look at MCU. You know, if, if Endgame, phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And now we got we're getting a little bit of a strut with the MCU. Now everyone wants to tear the whole thing down because <laughs> of a few bad. Let's say a few mediocre or whatever bad average films in between. You know, 18 films and majority 60 to 70 percent of them are great or good. But we want to tear the whole thing down because we had one or two years of like, eh, okay, movies. You know, it's really like that. What have you done for me lately? And they can people can sway very easily to one side or the other, depending on the entry of the the next iteration of the series. So yeah, <laughs> long winded, but yeah, yeah. You end the third, you end that final climax to your series, and you live on forever. You fumble it, they're gonna want to forget you in history. Oh my God, Charles, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Because in gaming, yeah. it works the same way. Works the same way in gaming. But, but what you got? What's up, Charles? Talk to me, bro. Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's it's the same. I, I I come back to Lost. Um, how like they had every? I mean, Lost was like what ten million views every night. All oh, that. Man. Lost was like a monster when it was out. And um, I was watching like the behind the scenes and uh. Shoot, his name, the guy that did Watchmen. He's the same showrunner. But he was Damon saying that. Damon Lindor. Damon yep, there Lindor. it is. <laughs> that guy. He also did, um, which is funny. Oh, he man. did The Leftovers, which ended very well. So I, I couldn't do it with that one, but keep going. The Leftovers, yeah, it was heavy. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was saying, like, oh, yeah, we're writing this show. And, like, everyone's messaging us, like, oh, how does this end? How does that end? And we never even thought of that part. And uh, and I I think there's a part of like the viewer experience that they're like, how did you not think about how this ends? It's almost like, <laughs> why are you leading me on in a way? I think that's what that's the that's the that's the um the kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's that's why everyone gets so sh- like angry because like how how did you not think of that while like us doing this this little dance we're doing? How do you not think of where this goes? You know what I mean? So I, th- I think people take that part very personal. Like you not having the ending for the show that you, you had me invest mm-hmm. seven years. Because they feel like you waste your time. They're like, exactly. I invested in this. I yeah. wanted escapism. And mm-hmm. now because you ruined this last fucking episode, you ruined this last movie, you're done. You're wasting That's my real. time. I'm you're done with dead. you. You're dead. You're That's dead. It yeah, it's like you didn't. <laughs> And and they didn't and they he said it straight up that they didn't they didn't do that and there's some writers that are really really good like uh, this is us they're phenomenal with adding stuff in but some oh, people man. that stuff bugs me when they're writing and it's obvious like this shit is on the go like <laughs> it is on the go I can tell that you wrote this yesterday what is happening man? you can tell when it's on the go man you can really tell like and that. Because when it's on the go, that those are the flags for this isn't going to end well. 
because you're not you didn't think of this world you were building. You didn't keep up with these side characters. Where's Indian lady from Stranger Things too? Come on, where what's 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 happening, buddy? To be fair, she's coming back, bro. She's coming. You think so? I like to see. She'll be back. I hope so. I hope so. She'll be back. Number but, um, number num- number eleven. Her sister. She'll be back, bro. Number season two. Cool. Season two was probably the best season of Stranger yeah. Things, too. By the way, like yeah. Oh man, little, we, I like how they they expanded the world in season two. Oh man, how much time we got, bro? How much time we got? <laughs> I'm good, man. We can keep cooking, bro. Cause cause I think I might be drunk now. But how much time we got? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> nah, nah, you good, I, man. Keep cooking. All right, I like where this is going because, like, like Charles, you just said you can tell when they're doing the shit on the fly. On the right? go, you can. So, what is the most obvious example of that? Because, like, this is us. This is us. They they wasn't playing on this Mm-mm. is us, bro. Mm-mm. They were <laughs> not. They were not fucking around on no. this is us, man. Like. So I'm like, saying there's some writers that like they can do that, like they can do it on the go, and like you're like, mm, all right, I see you, and then you can, and you kind of just, you just let it keep going because they've been building on this is us every season, yeah. Um, so definitely, but I, I would say Lost. I think Lost and, was an obvious. And, and can I? So so this is my opinion on this here, right? I think that Lost was good and bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Lost until it hit Netflix. My wife started watching it, and I jumped on it with her. But I think Lost did much more harm than it did good to television after it ended. Because every TV show, in one way or another, with a couple exceptions, tried to do the same thing that Lost yep. did. The yep. mystery box formula of television... Yep. The genesis of that could be traced back to Lost. And it, like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. It is, it, yeah. It, 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 uh, one thing, and then it becomes the new thing everybody follows. What other show did that? That, that uh, It kind of changes the trend for all the other shows for, like, five, ten years. To a certain, I mean, to be honest with you, like, up until up until shows like Mad Men and Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, everything yeah. else was following the formula that Lost did. Even and don't forget twenty four. Oh. twenty four. <laughs> the twenty four trend. Oh man, that was rough. That was a rough few years. <laughs> Lord. Oh shit. Twenty four. Yo. Oh. <laughs> Yo, the Bush era. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. bro. They was letting everything fly on 24, though. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Listen, Kiefer Sutherland was auditioning for Metal Gear Solid 5 a whole decade before Kojima. <laughs> a whole a whole decade before Kojima even knew he wanted him to be big boss, bro. Yeah. 24. Oh my no. goodness, bro. Whoa. Like, oh man. <laughs> oh man. But this is what I want to ask y'all here, bro. Let's, I don't even want to talk about Lost. But now that I got y'all on the phone, and we're talking about television, if The Sopranos was on in this era, and it ended the way that it ended, what would Twitter be looking like, bro? How many people, how many, how many people on Twitter would be posting memes with just a black background when 
when the show ends, <laughs> when, when, when the show ends before it ends, when the show ends before the main character gets to say a word, when the show ends before the guy in the members only jacket reaches into the jacket, when the show ends before the writer knows how the show ends, how did the Sopranos get away with that in 2007? Because that shit wouldn't fly in 2022, bro. And I love the Sopranos. But no, can we no talk social about media. That for a minute? No can social really media. Talk about that? You couldn't oh, go on MySpace. You couldn't go on MySpace and, and bitch about it. It wouldn't get traction. It wouldn't trend. So all it was was just like a word of mouth. Like, yo, I didn't understand. I didn't, you know? So. Yeah, man, it'd be a hashtag bad ending, worst ending ever. You know, there'd be a there'd be a challenge of just people doing random things and then the screen would go black. Sopranos challenge, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Oh my goodness. The Tony Soprano challenge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't and they wouldn't get it. They'd be making fun of it, but no, jokes on you. You don't understand the ending. Like you know, like it'd be, yeah, man, yeah, it'd be. It, it, I think everyone tries to play smarter than what they are, and you know, we use comedy and humor to make fun a little bit of, of like you know situations and scenarios. But um, they definitely, I think that ending definitely would go over people's head, and they'd be like, I don't get it. Uh, someone didn't finish the job. Tell me, tell me, show me a scene. Show me a scene where the writer didn't know how to end it without telling us that the writer didn't know how to end it. Oh man! So, <laughs> so what we're saying is that David Chase, David Chase, dodged the bullet by being, you know, fifteen years ahead of the curve. Is what we're saying because. That shit wouldn't fly now. Like, right? That shit wouldn't like, fly now, no. Like, like Charles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But does the ending of The Sopranos, does that ruin the entire show? Or do I we love have the to... of The Sopranos. I agree. Yeah. I... Man, let's I mean, what could you have just given me? Like, why would I want to... The, the whole thing was, like, live, like, them living on the edge. Like, on the edge. And then they gave it to you right on the edge. Just... You, it's... <laughs> They give it to you to the edge of the show. It was, it was very. I, I thought it was pretty brilliant. Man, listen. So, <laughs> thematically, so, it fits. What did they run out of the budget in the end of the episode? I don't understand. <laughs> HBO, HBO oh, no. just decided to cut. They just decided to cut the film reel right at right at the end. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> Who was the director of Sopranos again? Oh man, David Chase was the creator of the Sopranos. At least the man. David Chase uh, cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag free Tony. Hashtag free Tony. <laughs> oh man. No, but oh, shit. but but like that's the thing, though, right? Like nobody. To this day, like I, I've been on a break from Twitter over the last month because of personal reasons. But on Twitter, nobody bitches about how the Sopranos ended. Nobody complains about it. Like literally, bro, nobody has anything negative to say about the Sopranos. And that's literally like 
I'm gonna stop saying literally, but that to me has more to do with the era of television of when it came out than anything else. Cause that wouldn't fly now. Not at all. TikTok would be having a field day with the Sopranos challenge. The Tony Soprano challenge would be fucking killing everything. Right oh, now, shit. Bro. Make headline news, man. Have you tried the Tony Soprano challenge? Listen, <laughs> how many rappers, how many rappers would be dropping bullshit ass bars, bro? We pulling up all black like the end of the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> pulling up all black like the end of the Sopranos. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Niggas acting like the choppers ain't hitting like the whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Than the, than the black and white pianos. Oh my lord, that's <laughs> Oh shit. Everybody on Facebook, everybody on Facebook would change their profile pic and cover the black. Yo, more <laughs> bad bitches than, than, than you niggas could ever handle. You pulling up all black like the end of the Sopranos. Like, come on, bro. Like, all right, man, I'm drinking water now. Bro. Oh, man, dude, you killed that shit. That should be real, man. That literally <laughs> would be the response we get. Uh, so I, I think it's just that mind, too. We just, we're just in this microwave society, man. We just, we just want everything just, like, I don't know, man, just given to us in a way that... So nah, I didn't mean to no. jump out the window on that, but, like, that just kind of plays more into it there. So with all that being said, like, what in 2022? I know y'all schedules are limited. What have y'all actually enjoyed watching in this year of 2022, bro? Um, I haven't mind. I haven't mind. I know, but you kind of I know what it is. But I don't. I haven't mind. Um, Superman and Lois. Um, uh, Ozark was pretty good. There was some parts in the middle. That um, <clears throat> they didn't. I don't think they could. They had to split the season into two, but um, they did. They did that with Stranger Things too, right? I wonder what's going on on Netflix. That's weird. Um, um, <clears throat> shoot, what did I watch? Shows wise, right? Mm. I mean, well, I, shows, I, I, I've movies, heard, whatever, everything. I've heard good things about the Superman for for a few years now. I've heard good things about the Superman and Clark show on CW. I heard that's yeah. That's I the mean, only thing they have left. Because it's hard, right? Because Superman, all-powerful, like, we've seen, you know what I mean? Like, the weaknesses. So, like, them bringing in the family element and, like, you always being afraid for a group of people is, like, a different dynamic they haven't done outside of, like, you know, Lois falling from a building, right? But this mm-hmm. is, like, a whole other thing. It's, like, when I love Friday Night Lights. I'm a huge Friday Night Lights fan. Um, so then, and they use that kind of, uh, color template on it. It, 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 it for what it's campy at times at CW, but that the family dynamic really changed it. It completely changed the mm. show. I think is yeah, cool. you just seeing the character grow. You know, yeah, this is not like happening in comics. This is like the natural mm-hmm. step for the character. I think that's yeah, the part of the cool as well. Yeah, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Man, look, Winning Time is probably the best show this year, in my opinion. HBO Max. Winning time, the, the story of the LA Lakers, like Rodney Barnes, my favorite screenwriter probably of all time, like killed that joint, killed that joint. The storytelling, the reimagining of that era of basketball, it captured the moment of basketball, it captured uh, that culture of LA 
Hollywood. It, it had, you know, the relations between players and, and, and owners, <laughs> the relationship between owners and coworkers. Like right. that thing Where'd hit on that? so many, so many different layers, man. For real. That's probably the best show this year. Why'd you watch that, HBO Max. Hold on. What you said, Charles? I was wondering where he watched that. I haven't watched that. Oh, no. It's on HBO Max. And the thing about winning time and, and, and Donovan, I'm, I'm, I, we're going to revisit this in December at the end uh-huh. of the year. But my, my cliff notes on that is that I agree with you. Even if you're not like a hardcore fan of basketball, you can appreciate the way that they told that story. Like, right. What, winning time, if 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 I'm if I'm making a comparison, winning time is if you could combine the Wolf of Wall Street with Major League, that's mm. winning time. That is winning time. Major yep. League, Major League plus the Wolf of Wall Street equals winning time. The story of the Lakers dynasty, like. That show was so good that it makes me want HBO Max or HBO to do different winning time anthology series about other sports teams. Now yeah. I want to see I want to see winning time about the Dallas Cowboys. Even though I don't <laughs> like the Dallas Cowboys. Right, I want to see right. winning time. I want to see a winning time series about the New York Yankees. I want to see a winning time series about the Dream Team in mm. 1992. Like, I agree with you 120%, Donovan. Like, I agree with you, bro, because they approached it in a way that made sports accessible because they told the story of real people competing in a cutthroat world. Competing, man, look, let's just save that till December, bro. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Listen, man, I'm going to say this right here, bro. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm going to be talking about this later on. Snowfall kind of took a little bit of a dive this year. Season four was better than this current season, but Snowfall was still pretty good. But listen to me when I say this here, brothers. Atlanta? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta and the fact that we're going to get the season, the series finale, we're going to get two seasons of that show this year. We got Atlanta season four, and the final season of Atlanta premieres in September of this year. Atlanta, for that to be a comedy show, for that to be a show that has a runtime between 30 and 40 minutes, the writing and the comedic timing of that show, I laugh harder watching that show than anything else that I watched this year. And I'm a pretty serious guy. It's hard to make me laugh, (laughs) even though... (laughs) <laughs> Even though we, we talk a lot of shit here, but like <laughs> Atlanta, I don't know how they've done it, but Atlanta to me is the spiritual successor of the Boondocks. Mm. In terms mm. and, 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 and hold on, have y'all watched it? Have y'all watched I've not. Okay. Uh, same here. Okay. To me, it's the spiritual successor of the Boondocks in terms of making you laugh, but also you being in on the joke. You're not laughing at the writers. You're not laughing because the jokes are stupid. You're laughing because it's like, holy shit, I get that. 
What other TV show in 2022 would have the balls to cast Kevin Samuels as a billionaire that's providing scholarships to black students? Like, mm. and making it make sense. Don't get me wrong. Season four mm -hmm. of Atlanta is the most ambitious season in terms of breaking up the overall story arc. There's like three Black Mirror episodes right in the middle of Atlanta that have nothing to do with the overall story arc and the characters of that show. Fair disclaimer. I'm putting that out there right now. You have to be very patient with that show, but they earn it because of how much you've been entertained by it up until this point. Right, right, right. Yeah, you the way you explained this last season, you don't have to watch the previous seasons. You can just watch no. it straight forward. You don't, but the thing is, they're telling the story of a culture that has more or less been co-opted through the eyes of an aspiring rapper, his cousin, his best friend, and his cousin's baby mother. But they do it in a way to where you relate to it. I felt more things watching Atlanta between being frustrated, entertained, laughing, and also just being like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. You can't get that in 30 minutes, bro. It's hard to fit that into a 30-minute <laughs> runtime, bro. Yeah, right? right, right. Oh, man, I feel like I should have waited till December, but I got to wait till this ends. But the last thing I'm going to say here, bro, and this show hasn't ended yet, and I haven't watched it yet, but better call Saul, bro. Come on. Like, <sighs> all right, that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say. It's similar to that. Um, what was that show that the his friends were were agents? It was by um, hmm. um, Mark Wahlberg. I think he was the producer on the show. He's like fame. He's an actor, but his friends are agents. Is it like a black version? I hate to say black version of that. Remember? God damn it! What was it called? He was an actor. No, not, it's not coming to me. What was that show? It was a really famous show. Wow, it's gonna bug me. I'm gonna let me search. Me. <laughs> Wait, we talk about Atlanta or Better Call Saul? No, uh, I was talking about Atlanta. Okay, all right. You said Mark Wahlberg was the producer. I guess it was kind of based off his life, like oh, Entourage. Entourage. Okay, okay. So, yes. All right. See, I like where we're going there. The only difference, this is the difference right here. Entourage was actually fucking hilarious, dog. Entourage. Oh, God. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, Charles. Hey, shout out to you, brother. Big shout out. I felt like you, from the way you're describing <laughs> it, I'm like, this sounds like Entourage. <laughs> the difference is that Entourage never... Entourage kept it grounded. Entourage never dived into like the surrealist elements of everything. Mm, okay. There are things on Atlanta that could never happen in real life. Like Atlanta pushes the limits of suspension of disbelief without breaking the fourth wall. If that makes any sense. No, I get that. <laughs> I get that. That makes sense. <laughs> They never, there's never the moment of the wink and the nod from any of the characters on the show, but there are things that happen on that show that can never happen in real life. But they keep it going 
in a way where it's like, cool, you know, you laughed at this joke, so just keep it going. Just, 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 just keep this going here. But you're right about that. Entourage was underrated. I never saw the movie to Entourage, but that show was fucking hilarious, dog. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds but, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, man. But okay, how did y'all feel about Moon Knight? Oh, I didn't watch it yet. I still kind of taking a superhero break, I guess. TV wise. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Did you, did you say, see Moon Knight? Nah. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> what's wrong with me. <laughs> when I'm writing and I was trying to finish these three books, I barely see anything. Um, I'm a sponge. Like even this conversation might come up in something. So mm-hmm. I like I, I'm like a cave. I, like I'm a caveman. Like. I'm, okay. I'm done, thank God, so I can actually consume shit. But um, uh, but yeah, that's one of my uh, things. Unless it's something I can completely dissociate myself from, which is like an MCU movie or something. Uh-huh. Um, but if it's not, then yeah, I'm 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 uh, I still haven't seen okay. that Kevin Hart movie, um, Fatherhood. I really wanted to watch that too. All right. Um, so so spoiler free. Can no, I, you can go for you it. You can go ahead, man. I'm probably not no, going to watch I've it. Probably I've probably seen a movie of it already. <laughs> no, no, because I, I really wanted to get in a better call of Saul, but that hasn't ended yet. So I'm going to wait till December. I'm going to wait okay. till the end of the year to get my shit off about better call of Saul, because I don't know. I really think that we need to give props to that show. Because Is it the best side show of, a, of another hit ever? Absolutely. Spinoff? Best spinoff of, of, an, of a hit show ever? Man, Brother Charles. Brother, mm. brother, my, my good brother Charles. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say unequivocally yes. Like, people that. put okay. people put Breaking Bad in that rare category up there. And Breaking Bad is in my top five of greatest TV shows ever. But we Same can't talk too. about, we cannot talk about Breaking Bad without talking about Better Call Saul. Like, Ooh. I could I do like an that. entire, I could, and, and I'm going to do this, Donovan. I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to do call an entire, finale. <laughs> we should do it. I am going to do an entire solo podcast on Better Call Saul because not enough people watch that show to understand where it fits in that continuity. We're we going to wait till the end of the year with that. We're going to wait. Until the end of the year with that. I can't watch it right now because me and my wife are locked into it and she's a full-time student. So at the end of the year, we're going to get into that as well as getting into the Walking Dead series finale. But anyway, with Moon Moon Knight, me and Donovan discussed mental illness and the superhero genre. My favorite parts of that show were the ones that focused on that aspect. Mm. Now, did they kind of borrow some shit from uh, another show that not too many people watched that happened to be on FX? Yes, they did. <laughs> um, you know, the Legion Uh-oh, is very strong. Legion. Okay. <laughs> the Legion is very strong in Moon Knight, <laughs> but my favorite part about Moon Knight is that it had nothing to do with Infinity Stones. It had nothing to do with the multiverse, had nothing to do with Thanos, Captain America, Iron Man, none of that. This was the first thing that they treated as a legitimate one-off, and I rock with it. 
This is the, hmm. the first time that I've ever looked at Oscar Isaac and took him seriously as being a lead in any property, bro. Mm. I wasn't sold on him until Moon Knight. Damn, okay. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, even in Annihilation, he wasn't the main lead for that either. So yeah. I'll take your word for it because, you know, Paul Dameron, eh, Apocalypse. Eh. I guess he was yeah, the, yeah. What, the antagonist in Ex Machina. Damn, uh, I gotta watch that movie. He was in oh, there. I didn't he see was that one. In there. I gotta oh, see that motherfucker. Oh my god. That movie, like that's probably the best movie of the 2010s, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe uh, 2010. <laughs> no, I'm saying that whole decade. Like that's, that's oh, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Oh shoot. For, oh, that's like that's like on a short list of the best movies of that decade, right? Wow, I don't know. It was good. It was definitely it was. good. It was really good. Like, I, I I need to see that movie, man. But my bad. We, we this is what we do on B roll from time to time, man. <laughs> like I, I apologize. <laughs> this isn't really formatted, but this is kind of what we do on. Fuck it, man. It's B roll. It's whatever. But but yeah, bro. Like, did y'all get around to watching Halo? Because I still haven't seen Halo yet. <sighs> I'm not getting Paramount Plus, so I guess I'll, I will not be seeing it. But I heard it was. How's that been doing? I, from what I haven't heard any complaints about Halo. I've heard that Halo has been a pretty good space opera for the most part. I've nice. heard complaints. I've heard about complaints about Master Chief, but is it like not following uh, the story. On, uh, like he's being debuffed, underpowered, <laughs> taking orders. He's, oh he's, he's not the master chief in the game. He's kind of, <laughs> Orders in the military? I, I can't I don't believe know if a, I don't know if he's a grunt. I don't know if he's a grunt. He don't have the rank yet. I don't know. But everyone's playing, oh, master chief. Master chief is getting talked down to. And, you know, oh, he's not the uh-huh. bad as he was in the game. And I don't know. Something, something, something. Like, I don't know. Demasculine okay. master chief. Shit like that. All right. All right. That's a reach, bro. Like, so, <laughs> it, I mean, obviously, y'all saw Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. we saw that one slipped through. Talk to me, man. Like, talk to me, bro. Let's can let, let's let's just talk about that for a minute, man. Obi Wan was damn good, man. That was good television, man. I enjoyed it, man. Um, Ian McGregor. Pff, I mean, shit. I mean, that's him now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> He's gonna be typecasted for real now. Oh, we need a wise. Um, <laughs> Let's go, um, Let's go get the Let's go get the I enjoyed it. Let's go get him. Oh, man. He's getting to the Elegantus age. He is. He's getting mm-hmm. into that. He's getting into the original actor's Happened age. Happen naturally. You know, That's like, dope. Yeah, yeah. That one, I mean, the, the timing on that is impeccable. I mean, it did. I think the timing, it, we waited like what, 20-something years to see this. Uh, if they had done it any sooner, it would have been too soon. I think they did it right at the right time, uh, right at the age gap. We finally, the fan base finally accepted Hayden Christensen. And he did a great, his best performance easily was in this show as Darth Vader. And I mean, the, the last five minutes of, of Vader was just like, he proved himself worthy of having that title of Anakin and Vader at the same time. But the way yeah. he, he transitioned the passing of the old with the, the Vader we know and love now. Um, but yeah, man, Obi-Wan, like, I mean, people wanted to complain that Obi-Wan's 
Nope. The, the demasculation of Obi Wan. Jesus and all this Christ! Other thing. Is this the yeah. word? Like, what's happening? <laughs> Windows. <laughs> everything. People really afraid of losing their testicles out here. Like, what's happening? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I, I mean, <laughs> besides the racist things with Moses Ingram, but you know, Obi Wan is. <laughs> he's not in charge, and he's not. He's a. He's, was, he's, he's a simp, and this and this. I don't know, what? man. Like, well, bro. When was when was Obi Wan? When was he ever? tough? <laughs> He's been a flower the entire series. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised if he was. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like uh, I don't see it at all. Like he's always been like, you know, turn the other cheek, uh, all that. That's all that. He's always been like, that. Like what? He's always been a reserve string. Right, yeah. he's always been reserved stream. Like, okay, you don't think much of this guy until he, he pulls out a saber. Then you're like, oh shit, he's actually something. Yeah. He's actually somebody worthy. Like, okay, he was a commander in the Clone Wars. Just because you don't see him, of course, he's depressed. Of course, he's like not in his game after ten years. Anyone yeah, would human. be traumatized. Yeah, he's, he's human. human. He's human. Like, when did Obi Wan ever run from smoke? When did that ever happen? Because I don't remember that ever happening. Right, I, I like he always he always you know I mean okay yeah he didn't want he didn't want to go against Anakin you know we but we know that relationship you know what I'm saying, um, but yeah of course he's just not gonna go head on like oh let me take on Darth Vader and and Reva and and the uh, and the whole Inquisitors and 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 end the whole series of course he's not gonna do that so I don't know man it, it's just it's just people just ruining entertainment just in general yeah for others. But yeah, Obi Wan was um, cool, man. Obi Wan. I didn't. Uh, if I had to pick, nitpick. Um, what's his name? Kind of gave. I don't know why. I don't. I don't remember them ever being on on a better term when uh, New Hope happened. But he kind of, kind of like forgiveness. Am I reaching when uh, at the end when he said, "I'm not your failure." Oh, oh. I didn't like that at all. I'm like, what is this? They hate each other till the end. Like, what? Stop talking. <laughs> Stop oh. talking. It's I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Oh, oh. man. I think I, I think didn't like that not... dialogue at all. I don't think it's hate. I think it's still student and master instructor. I think there's still that relationship between that was, the two. To be honest, I think that was respect. Hmm. For I, Ethan, I, okay. Because of okay, and 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 their fight that they showed after obviously was a good build right. up to that. And I need to watch yeah. a new hope again. Um, yo, I yo, felt like they you, hate. I felt like they hated each other. No nah, man, like, you, you needed to take him out. You rewatch oh, new hope. I need to rewatch. You, you'll new get hope. new context of that 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 embrace in the in the Death Star. You'll have new right. like, oh shit, it's gonna mean something well, new when you see cause, it. Because I because because okay. I think I think that because I watched. Man, and, and and shame on me for doing this, bro. But like, my wife really got me to do this. But we watched the New Hope right after we watched the last episode of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think Anakin Skywalker, personally, I don't think he ever hated Obi Wan. He said he hated him because his fi- he was in his feelings. Yeah. He wanted mm-hmm. to prove himself to a Jedi Knight more mm-hmm. than anything else. Like when he said, I am the master, 
he said that with full confidence that he was going to win that fight because he mm-hmm. never could have done it prior to that moment, right? Mm, right, right, right. So with what you're saying, Charles, I don't think he hated Obi-Wan more so than he wanted to prove himself and be respected as a Jedi to Obi-Wan. That fight that we saw in the show on Disney mm-hmm. Plus highlighted that he wasn't ready. He wasn't at that level. He might have been more powerful, but he wasn't ready to be able to beat him one-on-one because he didn't believe in himself enough. He thought mm. that being angry and forcing did it, did him... the trick. Absolutely. Mm. That's, a, that's a good and analysis. I like that. Absolutely. He still had more to learn. Even in that fight that they had in New Hope. Obi-Wan was still trying to teach this motherfucker a lesson. <laughs> yeah. He was. Yep. Strike me down now and I'll become more powerful than you'll ever become. There you go. I appreciate yeah. that way more now. I appreciate that. Because I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. Stop forgiving. <laughs> We're not doing a forgiveness talk here, but I appreciate huh. that more because it's more of a clearing the air. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, because Obi Wan got a, a sense of closure in that moment yep. that I feel like he still held on to in New Hope. So for them to resolve it there, that's what I, I was holding. I'm like, why would you resolve this? This shouldn't be resolved. This should be resolved later. But I, I would definitely yep. gonna watch New Hope again. Um, but yeah, I like man. that. I like that analysis you guys said. That's that's good. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Because but, even if you watch the end when he says goodbye, Darth, that's it. There's no more Anakin Skywalker. Anakin died at the hands of Darth Vader. He he accepted the swap. He accepted Anakin is long gone. Like this guy, yeah. I mean, why would else would he hire? So the you know, closure is there because Anakin's gone. Not so much closure between them. I dig that. Okay. Right, right. That's why great. would else would he train his son to kill him? You know what I'm saying? Like Anakin's, he had no, he felt no, Obi Wan didn't feel no guilty about that shit. I'm going to train your son to kill you in, in nope. like 10 because, years. Because, yep, because by that point, he saw everything he needed to see. Mm-hmm. At that point, bro, like this I have a much is bigger better appreciation than for that moment. Yeah. yeah, like, like by this point, like I looked you in your eyes and told you that you couldn't fuck with me, bro. Like I told you this. <laughs> I, I looked you, I looked you in your eyes and told you don't do that. Please, please, please do not do this right now because I'm gonna put you down, bro. You did it anyway. I put you down. And you ended up getting burnt, dog. Like, and then you came around. Literally. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you came around the second time, and I told you, and you knew you wasn't ready for this, but I indulged <laughs> it anyway to try to get some closure on the situation. So you know, from here on out, man. Like, hey, look, you know, let me pour this drink. And I'm just going to sip it very slowly. You know what I mean? Me and Master <laughs> Qui-Gon are going to sit here with King Kai and just watch what happens. <laughs> That's actually what they did, yeah. But, That's essentially but, what happened. But yeah, but yeah. O- overall, though, like, as far as this year goes, man, so are, are we putting Obi-Wan, like, Obi-Wan, winning time, better call Saul, like, like what boy else? Boy season I, three. Boy season I, three. Oh, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Boy, season yeah, three. Now, people have been... There's a little there division is. with this one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. There's a little bit more division on this one, I think, because they they went further into the politics in this season than they did before. And mm-hmm. I think that some of the fun nature of it 
was lost. And it's just because of pure drama. This was the most dramatic season. So you don't mm-hmm. have that feel good, like, oh, the boys are working together. There's the quirkiness and like they're in these cool kind of funny scenarios and they're thinking of really smart ass ways to escape it. This is kind of like, I wouldn't say it's the Negan season, but this is like the downward spiral. Like, man, shit's really hitting them. Shit's getting haywired here. You know what I'm saying? Like shit's really getting real. Some folks ain't going to make it out this season. There's that feeling uh, okay. the, the, from episode one to the last ep- to the last episode. And I think some Does people- it work? It works. It works to me. I like it. They raise the stakes. I was expecting kind of like season two, like, okay, laughs and, you know, some laughs and some drama, but drama, but more, this, this shit was more dramatic for sure than second, than the first two seasons. Charles, you seen it? That's all. I... Oh, oh, Uh-oh. Hold on. Run that back. Yeah, I saw the voice. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, the, I think they kind of, and I, I think that's what's been happening, right? First season, they, they kind of are, it's becoming a l- little less of a parody, and it's like kind of finding its own, like, its own genre, if you want to call it that. Um, I think that's how you mm-hmm. have to do it, too, when you're, when you're genre building. But yeah, it was a little more serious. Um, I like the thematic, the thematic father. Father was the theme of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Robert, yeah. That guy being his dad, this boy. Uh, uh, well, well Jack, your... Jack can't see it. Jack can't see it. So, oh shoot. Yeah, Jack can see it. So Why are you asking me? <laughs> don't don't say don't say none too much. Don't say none too much. I know you're about to say. Right, don't right. say it. So the 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 father <laughs> theme, the father theme works. I like the parallels. Um, much more serious. Okay. Um, and it's good. There was there wasn't a, f- a f- finality to it like the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it feels like the fourth will be. It's starting to feel like okay, this is continuous. You know what I'm saying? There was a, there was a mm-hmm. finality kind of to the first and second seasons, but they've hit a stride that they can do that thing where they leave a, they leave enough on the chain for you. Like oh oh, here's a little more slack. Um, right, so like I'm that. excited for that fourth season. So I mean, okay. sh- I mean, they they doing it, bro. I, I mean, this is crazy how this. Be- this is Every crazy how this happened. Where they turned when I get home blue. tomorrow. My bad. They turned us against heroes. Like this is crazy how this has happened. Mm-hmm. Like how they flipped the hero genre. Oh man! It's, it's, hey, listen. It's at insane. the end of the day, it's all wrestling, bro. It's all wrestling. <laughs> all, this wow. is, all this shit is wrestling. Bro. Yeah, yeah. The links like, of what you'll see some characters go for the clout to get what it's they want. Serious, it's, right? It's, it's like amazing. no, this shit is. I'm, every every episode, I'm like, damn, I need to see the next one. Damn, when I, I get the next one. When I get home tomorrow, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually open up on the boys. I'm gonna try to I'm All gonna right. try to get through this season. How many episodes is this season? It's eight, eight, eight right? Here. Okay, I'm gonna try to get through this season of the boys before this next semester of school starts. But so this is what I want to ask y'all here. How much again? I'm not gonna. I, I gotta keep asking that. But how much time we got, man? How much time we got, bro? Man, I'm <laughs> I'm probably good to like eleven and grab some food and call it a night. Then all right, Charles, how you feeling, bro? Uh probably I can probably make it to eleven. All right, cool. cool. Uh, what time? Ten, ten fifty, all right. ten thirty. All right, ten, ten thirty, ten thirty, ten fifteen, ten thirty. Yeah, no, because you know I'm you gotta put the kids to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 rocking with that. So, the conversation. The boys premiered in 2019, right? Wow, wow, wow. yeah, I know. I, wow. 
I know, right? Exactly. That premiered in 2019. And I remember when it came out. I remember before me and me and Donovan even did this podcast. I remember it texting him saying that the boys was the perfect appetizer for the Watchmen on HBO. Mm. Mm-hmm. How how wrong I was. How, <laughs> how wrong I was. I sincerely apologize to anybody that listens to this podcast for even sending that text message to, to, to my good brother, Dion Donovan. Oh, my goodness. Because I never would have thought that three years ago that the boys would have done more in this current era to deconstruct the superhero genre oh, than what the Watchmen did in a live action TV series. I was wrong. I have mm-hmm. no shame. I have zero shame in admitting that I was wrong in that. Zero shame. Is the boys the modern day deconstruction of the superhero genre in live action? Oh man, that's that's too easy. Hell yeah, yeah it is. Absolutely. Hell fucking yeah it is, dude. And the Watchmen, no no disrespect, you know what I'm saying? That's like the OG, right? But it's 1985. The world, uh-huh. you know, like, was that's like 40 years ago. Like, the world's a lot, changed a lot, you know what I'm saying? And when they did the live action on HBO, they were still deriving from material from the 80s. So <sighs> it can never quite translate to a modern sensibility. I mean, it, it, it tried, but, you know, like, the way the boys are doing, like, social media and ratings... Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. perception, like all that. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, of course, the Watchmen, they dealt with that shit too. They dealt with all that. But from an 80s perspective, from a from a Ronald Reagan era, from a from a uh, you know what I'm saying, from Eric Nixon era of of American politics. Oh, my so, bad, Richard Nixon. I'm sorry. Richard Nixon. Richard. God jeez, Richard Nixon, yeah. Land um, of liquor. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, with the boys, uh, the boys was made like in the 2000s, so it's more modern. And the adaption took it in the year of 2019. It took it right on the cusp of we're almost entering. We no, we have entered kind of like a new era of politics, of culture, etc. And it now the boys will be that time capsule, but it's gonna be a good time capsule. It's really gonna like the Watchmen is dead. The Watchmen is DOA from now on. Like that's it. They they can't come back. That's it. After it's, the, it's it's after it's, the button, absolutely. After yeah. the after the button, after Doomsday <laughs> Clock, absolutely. Yeah. Dude. And by the way, did y'all read Doomsday Clock? Did you ever get around to finishing that? I finished it. Yeah, I got all twelve issues for twelve bucks. Man, I all right, man. Charles, damn, I've not read it. No, you missed nothing. But anyway, let's keep this going. Back to the boy. Back, back, back to the boy. Keep cooking. Yeah, keep yeah, cooking. man. Keep yeah, it's just yeah. The the I, and I feel like the bait and I didn't like the bait and switch with Watchmen. I did see a lot of positivity. Like you know, let's just be honest. There was a lot more people black black people watching Watchmen than ever before. Because I'm in, I'm inclined to disagree with that. You think you think I I don't know you know maybe it's just you know social media is not everything and everything but I I felt like the movie with Zack Snyder was for the hardcore while the show was more for like oh the 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 casuals or whatever but 
Um, I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm go ahead. Just, Charles, I want to hear what you got to say first because I'm go going ahead. to get very long winded, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> um, for Watchmen, huh? I mean, pff, I, I'm gonna be honest. Every time, uh, uh, Regina King was in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different combo. I kind of lost, uh, <laughs> lost my, uh, hey, my hey, focus. Listen, hey. God, you know fine. what? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, my bad. I, I apologize for interrupting you, brother. I'm sorry. Fine. Regina King is arguably the best triple threat in all of entertainment. Hit me. Between voice, being what's in, that? voice, actress, and what? Director. She does direct. Ooh, ooh, a night in Miami. Oh shit! That was good. The good. The oh, bad. that was so she good. She did that one too, right? Oh, she that was all dialogue, one. baby. That shit was amazing. It was. It was good. That was incredible. So, so, I have nothing negative to say about Regina King. She was the best between her and her and Lakeith Stanfield were the co MVPs of the Harder They Fall. Harder we're they fall, saying yeah. this in a movie. That starred Idris Elba mm-hmm. and uh, my Jonathan man Majors. Uh, Jonathan. All right, but keep cooking, brother. Back to yeah. Watchmen, because I don't want to get too sidetracked. But I'm gonna get very long winded. So Charles, go ahead, get your shit off, bro. Please. Oh yeah, she was fine. Please. I was. I mean, I was, she's fine. Sister Knight. Nice. I would have. You should have had a comic series. I would have bought it. Sister Knight would have been dope. Yeah, she was fine as hell. Um, but Watchmen. Um. Uh, uh, well, it was kind of the, you know what? Did they start it? They started it, right? Dion, you know what I'm talking about? Watch Big Bad start. Whitey. Did it start there? No. Did the trend start there? I don't, I don't, well. I think it did. I, I think they were one of the first in the mainstream to hop on it with the, because, you know, 2019 was still that Trump era of American uh, uh, presence. That's the so. only thing that they, them somewhat. That, that boy, narrative. They uh, were pissed when they used that Rorschach. <laughs> the Rorschach fans lost their fucking minds, oh, man. Oh, man. When they used their mask for the uh for basically the white the, hate group. The, the white hate the Klansmen, basically the Klansmen of the show. Um even though Rorschach is not entirely a good guy himself, but you know, yeah. the connotation with that, you know, you have to read the book. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I just felt like it was just messy, man. After the, uh, I mean, we, we, I think we talked about this for fuck. I think we lost the audio on it, but uh, it's just, it's just, it has highs and lows, but mostly misses. And I think the fact they didn't have a season two was an indication of where it went wrong. And, you know, it just sucks. It's the HBO treatment of the superhero genre. And I think they were going to, there's some mixed messages in there, and they're going too in their bag of oh. trying to go be intellectual about the whole thing. <laughs> I think Yo, I you, think they bit off more than they can chew yep. for the watch. All right. all right, so Charles, what else you got, brother? Because I, I promise you, I'm gonna get long winded, and I apologize. <laughs> right? Now. I'm gonna. Um, yeah, I, outside gonna of that, um, I, I really, yeah, I enjoyed watching Virginia King. I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> right, look, I don't blame you either. She's she's royalty. As in, as she's far as fine. I'm concerned, she's now royalty in it, it just general, man. But I mean, if, it, if it wasn't for Uncle Jack, I wasn't going to watch the remainder because he told me oh, some things man. about it that I had to see for myself. Um, but I like Ozzy Mendius. 
Jeremy uh, Irons, yeah. Jeremy Irons, like that's probably a high note. Probably number Ooh, three. That was a high note. Yeah. Ozzy wow. Mendes. I want to see more Ozzy Mendes. Like he's just cool character on print, on paper, on on yep. film, on TV. He needs he needs more respect in this in the building game. But Look, go ahead, man. Cook the shit. Cook the shit. Go ahead. All, all I all I want to see, bro. I I, I just want to see a conversation between Ozymandias and Doctor Doom on page. That's all I want to see. Yeah, that'd be killer. That'd be fire, man. But, that'd be dope. But look, without getting too far into the weeds, this is what I'm gonna say about the boys versus the Watchmen TV series, right? Okay. And I regret ever sending that text message to you in 2019, <laughs> Donovan. I regret that because my overall perception of quality and what it was I needed to digest was completely fucking backwards. Like, I should have never viewed the boys as being the appetizer for the Watchmen. I should have never viewed that. Mm-hmm. The boys as a TV show through the through the two seasons of that show that I saw did a much better job of telling me why superheroes could never be real in 2022 in this mm-hmm. current age that we live in than the Watchmen did during that season that they did in 2019, right? Right. The part of it that I feel a way about three years later or two and a half years later is the fact that they reeled us in. And when I say us, <laughs> I don't got to get too far in detail with what I'm talking about here, bro. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say I know. us. The fact that they used an actual event that schools never taught us. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going in. We don't have a disclaimer either, so y'all, y'all been warned. <laughs> Schools, That's true. And, and listen, listen. Like I just put my, I just put the Crown Royal bottle in the fucking Discord. This bottle was half full, three hours. You know what I'm saying? Liquor, baby. I got Gatorade right <laughs> next to the cup, by the way. But anyway, the fact that they used an actual historic event as bait to reel us into this fucking TV show. To make white people look at it and be like, oh, my God, this is something that actually happened. <gasps> I feel guilty about being white. I'm going to watch this show next week. The fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you oh, serious? Man. Like, and, I, and I'm sorry. And I apologize if I'm being overly critical or pessimistic about this but Mm -hmm. when i watched the first episode of watchmen and let's take into account that in 2019 there's a movie called queen and slim that came out in november of that year i was in the theaters to watch that movie when it came out Mm -hmm. and i left that theater wanting to fucking throw up bro daniel kayula is probably the best actor alive right now but I will never go back and watch that movie again. Why? Because there's something about trauma and seeing people who look like us going through it that doesn't appeal to me in a way that I can really view as being good or objectively good if the story doesn't make sense. So you mean (laughs) to tell me that in this Watchmen TV series, we open up with the tusk with the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre 
which is an actual historic event that we were never taught in social studies or history in high school, right? Right. Donovan, you grew up in VA, bro. Fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> yeah, they never said that shit in high school. Only after around college, and even in college, it was just, oh, found it on the internet somehow, some way, or YouTube. So we, yeah. The show opens with the fucking story of the black, like, all right, anyways. The show opens up with that story, right? The, mm-hmm. the episode ends with a survivor of that historic tragedy getting revenge on a white sheriff in a predominantly white state. Revenge. He hung that motherfucker at the end of the episode, right? Right. Don Johnson was coked out of his mind in that episode, dog. Right? And he hung <laughs> that motherfucker, right? At yeah. the end of the episode, I'm like, hey, yo, I'm here for it. I texted you. I said that Watchmen was a five-star meal and that the boys was an appetizer for a five-star meal. I said that. I texted you that. I remember that I, text, yo. <laughs> I look like a fucking idiot sending that text message, bro. <laughs> I look like an idiot sending you oh, that text man. message. Oh, man. Bait and so, switch. Bait and fucking switch. So, by the end of that TV series, by the end of that show, the show is supposed to be telling the story of white supremacy ending, right? That's the vibe I got. How do y'all feel about that? Sort of, yeah. Go ahead, John. I mean, we know what the <laughs> ending was it. Sister Knight, no, no, but, 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 you just look what happened the, before that? What you, happened before that? I mean, I got the sense, like, yeah, the Klansmen were gone. Okay, but who pushed the button? It was uh, the director chick, oh. right? I, I can't remember, man. Is the director <laughs> chick of the of the whole project? Yeah, was it the, Sister uh... Knight? Was it, it Sister Knight? It was not Sister Knight. No, she was All just right. there. It happened, right, cool. and it was she was just there. All right, cool. What else do we got to talk about with Watchmen? What else? What else? <laughs> what else is there to discuss about Watchmen? Based on the way that it opened and the way that it ended. Like, don't get me wrong, Yaya Abdul, and I I keep fucking up his name, man. I'm sorry. Yaya is Abdul Mateen. Correct? Or is it Yaya Mateen Abdul? I think it's Abdul Mateen. I think okay. you're right. Yaya Abdul Mateen. Black, Black Manta. And I really hope that I get to see him do more, put in more work in Aquaman 2. Because yeah. he's a very good actor. Like, mm-hmm. Candyman, he made fucking Candyman. He made mm-hmm. that fucking movie. And I'm drunk right now. I saw, I'm sorry, brother. But, <laughs> Go ahead, man. So, you're good. So, so we got... We got... A lot of things in that Watchmen TV series that made zero sense that I'm not going to discuss right now that I voiced in Discord. So it ends with somebody that doesn't look like the victims of this horrendous historical event getting revenge on white supremacy. But we're supposed to be okay with that? Why? Because they're uh, your saviors. You said what? So they're the, they're the saviors. Oh, 
That's the message. <laughs> That's it. Roll credits. <laughs> hey, come on, bro. Like, why did I invest my time? Okay, cool. Dr. Manhattan takes the form of a black man because he wants some ass? <laughs> yeah. That's that's as simple as you can get. Yeah, I probably I mean, would. I mean, I, he had his fill of Silk Spectra, so he wanted he wanted some chocolate. You because, know what I mean? Because because Lori Blake started showing some crow's feet. Like that's that's what happened. Like Doctor Manhattan takes the form of a black man because mm-hmm. he wanted some ass. Yeah. Word? Well, technically, he already saw he got the ass. He just wanted to make sure that it happened the way he's supposed to. Amen. <laughs> you just running through the motions, man. Oh, shit. What? Hey, man. We're, we're saving the world for it right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you went through a blender, man. My bad, brother. So John Osterman turns in the Calvin because some Nah, shit. repeat that one more time. One more time. Oh man. My bad. My bad, brother. So I said John Osterman, who's the original Dr. Manhattan, turns in the Calvin because he wanted some ass. That's what happened. Yep. That's what happened. Oh, okay. Noted. Right. Noted. So why did oh, I need yeah. to watch? Why did I need to watch all ten episodes? Why? Why? Like, let's not get this twisted, bro. You know what I mean? Her grandfather was a fucking sucker mm. in that in that TV series, bro. I'm sorry. That was a painful I, character to watch. He was a fucking sucker. So we rebook the origin of Hooded Justice in order to make him a fucking sucker, right? Mm-hmm. So. All right, I'm sorry, brothers. Like, let me let me get on the soapbox real quick. And they bait and switched us by the fourth or fifth episode. Like, wait a minute, what? No, like, it what? was episode six. Episode it was episode six. six? Episode six. I sent you mm-hmm. the text message after I watched episode six. I sent you that text message, Donovan. So let's make this make sense for a second here, bro. Right? Mm-hmm. So we have a survivor of a horrific tragedy. That actually happened in real life, right? Mm-hmm. His wife, who was also a survivor of this horrific tragedy, who he decides to be with, right? They move to New York City. He becomes a cop. The only black cop in New York City, according to how this show was written, right? Right. Cool. Man, listen. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> you know where this is going, right? Yeah, I know where it's going. Oh boy! So he cheats on his wife, who is also a survivor of this horrific tragedy. He cheats on his wife with someone who looks like a person who killed all of the people who lived in a society that was self-sufficient. And had no reason to rely on the people that look like him. Why? Dion, can you play Malcolm Moore's Love is Love? Brave and daring. (laughs) Bold. Okay. All right. Cool. Noted, right? 
So we move on. We move on to a couple episodes later, right? Saigon, mm-hmm. Vietnam, after Dr. Manhattan has made the Viet Cong submit into su- submit to bowing down to him as God. As God. Mm-hmm. Dr. Yep. Manhattan in Vietnam, in this rewritten era of that period of American history, is God. They're making movies, masks, TV shows, merchandise after Dr. Manhattan, right? Right. That character, who is her grandmother, Sister Knight's grandmother, how did her life end on that TV show? Sad. Did she get shot? Wait. No, she did not get shot. She died alone, didn't she? Absolutely. Yeah. She it was was not right. Yeah. A random heart attack during the same day when she met her her grandmother. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. She died alone. A black woman who experienced her birth was a miracle, based off of what we were meant to believe from the first episode of that show, correct? Correct. How did her life end on that TV show, bro? Tragic, right? I'm tracking, man. This shit was not pretty. So, was not hooded, pretty justice. hooded justice. Look, man, this might worst, not make... The, the worst make hero. Me. The worst hero of all time. Gotta this put him gonna, up there. This ain't gonna make YouTube, man. <laughs> <laughs> And I apologize if I'm getting long-winded, but I just want to highlight the point of how yeah. that show fucking fell apart at season, or episode six. All right, it did, cool. it did. So Hooded Justice cheats on somebody who survived the same tragedy that he survived, right? Mm-hmm. Based off of the color of his skin, he cheats on her with somebody that looks like the same people that wiped out his entire community right right why why did they go into that well how did they meet and all that bro they 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 met because hooded justice was painting the area around his eyes white because his wife was painting the area around his eyes white because new york city wasn't ready for a black superhero right captain metropolis turned hooded justice out Turn that boy out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know then, and then he was like, later on, he's like, wasn't there something injustice going on? And, and Captain Metrop was like, well, that's on you, man. You, shit, you, yes, sir. Shit. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. Hey, hey, what for real? Yes, sir. What yes. for real? Say, yes, oh, sir. Man, you got played, played hard. Yeah, you on your own, brother. Congratulations. <laughs> you just played yourself. You just played yourself. So now, go ahead, Charles. What you got, brother? No, it's interesting parallel with uh, what they did with the Lovecraft. um, I didn't watch Lovecraft. Didn't watch. Yeah, they did something. They did something similar. I was like, wait, because that's true. Because it once like like what you said. I kind of get into a uh, if I'm watching a show and it kind of falls apart like that. I'm just finishing it, so I really can't remember all the stuff you're saying. So until Mm -hmm. you're you're bringing it up, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's true. Why did he? What was the relationship? Was it something deep? Like I don't even think it was like a deep relationship. Oh. It no. wasn't. It wasn't. Damn, in storyline, in storyline, it was not. It made zero sense other yeah. than the fact 
shock Did value that? that he's getting smashed up by a white dude. Well, I mean, it was kind of opposite. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it, I recall. It was, it was kind of the opposite. Oh, I mean, man. At least, at least they made Hooded Justice. <laughs> you know what I mean? At, at least oh, he, they made, made, he was the power top, as they say. Yeah, at least they made Hooded Justice Derek Jeter. Oh, he's made Jeter. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This might yeah, be the last man. episode of the Behind the Scenes YouTube, this channel cannot be found. No, this oh, is not man. going on YouTube for the record. No, this, 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 okay. this, no, yeah, this ain't going on YouTube. Just between us and Craig. No, but now that we're in this bag, I just want to address this here, right? It's true. No, it's, it's interesting. It's a good, it's a good point. And I never watched Lovecraft Country. I like they did something Peele. like that. They did something yeah, exactly. like that. Actually. Let, let me ask it looks you, like a, a pattern. Let me oh, ask you real quick. Was ahead, the main character? I hear the main character that Jonathan Majors played had like a, a love interest, right? Who was black. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the the series, it was actually he went for the Asian woman because of his true. history with her in That's the true. war. So true. they did, they did a swap. Just true like, statement. Very wow, true what is that? I'm asking. I, do I, that? I don't know. I didn't watch it. This is what I'm piecing together from people posting online. From so what I seen on Twitter, from what I tween on seen on Twitter, he was tearing that ass up. <laughs> he was he never, that? he never got with Jesse's uh Smollett. He got with Jesse Smollett, but when he was in the war or wherever this was, was, I think it was also he, Vietnam or Korea he, or something. No, it was World War Two. World War Two, okay. World War Two with the girl, but the okay. girl's like a monster, hey, right? Hey, he was, he was tearing that motherfucker up, boy. He was, he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, no, that's a my... that's an interesting pattern. Hey, that's like hey, very hey. similar parallels between the two shows. So, so Charles, tell me you didn't see that before, though. Which one? Either way, either or. You didn't come on, brother. Come on, Charles. No, that's a. I didn't. Come on, Charles. I didn't. I really. No, it's funny that you said it because, like I said, on, like Charles. same thing. Charles, don't do that. <laughs> Charles, Charles, don't do that. Look, listen, I'm, I'm really, I'm really about to eat a piece of Sara Lee bread right now. Bro. Don't do that, Charles. Charles. Don't do that, brother. Come on, man. Respectful. Don't do that. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It's just. It's interesting. Do you really put something? Because I feel like. Charles, I, don't do that. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is the last. Oh, my goodness, bro. This is the last. I'm taking a bite. Mm. I'm taking a bite out of people's right now. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that, bro. That's an interesting parallel. Oh, man. But they definitely failed on the premise of that show. No. They failed on the premise. They did a bait and switch on us. And, I mean, they got shit ton of awards and appraisal, but no season two. Why? All right. Well, wait, wait a minute. I mean, look, Lovecraft Country, I never watched that show, so I can't speak on it, but come on, bro. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but anyway. No season two for that either. <laughs> See oh, the pattern there? Hmm. I do. Something going on around here. <laughs> but, but, hey, listen. Hey, look, let me, let me talk some shit because, like, I respect both of y'all brothers. 
and I want y'all to be able to thrive in this industry. So let let me just get my shit, <laughs> let me get my shit off it real quick. Hell right? yeah, man! Go for it. Go this, for it. This will not be making YouTube, by the way. No, <laughs> it should. But anyway, all I'm saying here is, how do we make sense out of highlighting a historical event that really happened in real life? We write a book, a character who survived that incident that fell in love with another survivor and protected another survivor of that incident that happened in real life. He cheats on that survivor with somebody who looks like the people who killed, pillaged, and did all kind of atrocities to the people during that incident, right? Why did we do that? Why did I we mean, do was that our decision? It was not. I, I mean, not not only that, but he he left his his children for dead. Essentially, he abandoned them, abandoned his family, abandoned his daughter, okay. and yep. was pretty much ghosted ghosted for the rest of his life. I had no sympathy okay. for the character. So, so there's a okay, exactly. So, the grandmother of Sister Knight in that TV show, she traveled to this colonized version of Vietnam. I'm using that word because that's what it was, right? The colonized version of Vietnam, where they pray to Dr. Manhattan like he is Allah, like he is God, like he is the savior Mm -hmm. of their particular region of that continent, right? Mm -hmm. She dies via heart attack, cold and alone, in a scene that is very traumatic. But her grandfather is living in the United States and inherits... A, a, a large portion of money. Why? Why did he inherit that large portion of money? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to answer that question. We're not going to answer that question. Right? Y'all know what's mm-hmm. up, right? Right. He inherits that and then decides 40, 50, 60 years later to hang the sheriff of Tulsa whatever county they're in, to get payback for what happened to him 60 years prior? (laughs) How much does that make? Right? Because Don Johnson was coked up in episode one? (laughs) Make it make sense, please. Make it make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. No. So, So I apologize sincerely for investing into this first episode of Watchmen, bro. Like, I watched that first episode, and I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? They really just hung this racist white sheriff of this county that had a clown hood? Or my, yeah, clown hood. I'm not going to say clan. This clown hood in his <laughs> fucking garage or his, his closet? Like, I was clapping at the end of that episode, bro. Like, yeah, hang that motherfucker, dog. You in a wheelchair, hang that motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. And then by episode six, it was like, ah. Too good to be true. Banana in the Too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Banana and I remember that, that first episode had so much coverage. Everyone's like, oh, it should be shown because, you know, it's not shown in schools. And I didn't ever, even, you know, uh, black, everybody was like, I, I never knew about it. It's so educational. It, that first episode got them the ratings for the rest of whatever ratings they had for the rest of the season. Yo, listen, Trump press, tweeted man. about that. Trump tweeted about that, right? Mm, I don't remember that. 
Yeah, he tweeted about that. I wouldn't right? be surprised. Yep. So, so who is that made for, Charles? So who is that made for? Mm. Was that really? Was that really? Was that was that really produced to make black people want to watch HBO? No, it was. In my opinion, it wasn't. They made that to make people to make white people feel a certain way about something they never knew about. Mm-hmm. Is that a reach? Who's they? And Daniel Damon Lindelof made it. So okay. who, who would you say is they in this situation? I do think there's a trend, which is what Dion I was talking to Dion about. Uh, we're not gonna speak before. on that though. We're oh, the trend I'm talking about? Nope, we're not gonna Oh, you don't want to? Oh no. no. Sir, I'm ducking. I'm ducking. Oh man, I'm not even sure this can go on Spotify. Seriously? Listen. But it goes in line with what you're saying. Sincerely, brother, I'm ducking smoke. I want y'all to make millions of dollars. I don't mind saying this. No, no, I want you to make millions of dollars. I want Donovan. I want. I want my brother Dion Donovan to make millions of dollars because I sat on post with him for twelve hours. Bullshit. <laughs> I want my brother Dion Donovan to make millions of dollars to make millions of dollars in hopes that one day he's like, you know what? Uncle Jack was a real guy. Let me go ahead and slide him a quick 50000 Hey, man. Shit. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's, that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> you understand? Like, I'm, I'm keeping it all the way 100. I want to make like that. I'm I'm just keeping it all the way a buck, bro. I want my brother Dion Donovan to make five million dollars off of the Florida Man IP, and then one day, one day, be like, you know what, Uncle Jack was a real guy when I was in my nice fucking miserable <laughs> behind a B fifty two for fourteen hours. Let me go ahead and slide that brother fifty thousand real quick. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Oh I shit, the royalty check just hit up. Let me give him an extra twenty five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Charles? Like, like that ass, Charles. I want you to make ten million and be like, you know what? Dion was a real guy back in the day. Let me go ahead and just see what's popping there. So I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that, bro. And I'm drunk as fuck right now. <laughs> but I am. I am aware enough to know that we're not ready for that conversation. Yeah, man. I don't. I. I I couldn't I couldn't I don't want to I don't like you said I don't no. want to smoke I and, I couldn't and for, mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. the record like let's fix this let's fix this in post too by the way but anyway <laughs> but anyway where where do we leave off at before I'm sorry uh, <laughs> oh yeah just ending the series just the oh. the bait and switch of uh, the main not the the grandfather the grandfather was one of the worst written characters. And Absolutely. the show deteriorated once you found out the truth about him. Yep. And I don't see how they couldn't piece that together for writing. I don't see how, like, if we make this decision. Wait a minute. The trifecta is that. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Hashtag, hashtag push the button is all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> push the button. Y'all remember Rush Hour, bro. Y'all remember yeah. CEO. Push the Y'all goddamn remember- button. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Push it. <laughs> Blow all those motherfuckers up. Blow us all up. Go ahead. Juntao. 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 You know, from now on, anytime I, there's going to be a scenario like that in the industry, I'm going to hear Uncle Jack say, push the goddamn button. 
Push it. Go ahead. Get your shit off. Whatever y'all got to say, bro. Whatever y'all got to say. Go ahead, bro. I don't. I wouldn't have done that. I like you said. Someone, someone had to done at gunpoint. I just don't see how you're a writer and you just don't see that. I don't. I don't get it. So unless someone, like you said, was just like, "Hey, push the button." Um, I don't. I don't see how you just, especially if you're in a writer's room. How did nobody, Regina, like nobody caught that? Like no one was like, "Hey." Um, I know everyone has their job to do. I know, like, hey, actors, you're here to act. You're not here to direct and all this and whatnot. But it's like, yo, like. You sh- like no one came up and said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Or like, "Hey, this this may not be a good look." But I don't know. They got the awards. They, they you know, at the end of the day, they didn't get a second season. They got the awards. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I it's not good storytelling. Yeah, it was it was a pretty weak. I agree. And it's HBO. It's like y'all know what good. Up like, yeah, y'all know what this 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 ain't you know even FX wouldn't even put that shit through man like I don't know how they should I don't know how well, that sorry. shit flipped through the gate man like no, what now I mean I could see maybe UPN or CW that I don't know like I don't see how HBO with the craft of storytelling and the production and everything they have going on there but would just, you know uh, yeah I'm just <laughs> man, no, nah, no, nah, I'm mute. I'm mute, bro. I'm not saying shit. Up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, what was that other movie that came out with the couple that moved to a white neighborhood? Um, you're not talking about the one Terrence was it? Uh, Terrence View Field with Samuel? The no, couple? no, that's old. This was new. This was like uh, uh them the spinoff from them. Uh, them never watched it. Oh watched shit, it. that was. Never Queen of Slim hey. was enough. Hey, Queen of Slim was enough. What's that voodoo guy? Was what's enough. his name? They're making money off block trauma. Oh my god. You seen that voodoo guy? Uh Charles, you saw that guy? Scary as hell. Yeah. Oh, what you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Like, yo, what? Hey, hey, let's slow it down, bro. Slow it down. Slow, slow, slow. Let's 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 yo, cause Donovan, listen, man. I don't know what you've been drinking tonight, but like, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, bro. I I, I couldn't finish. Uh, that was done. I was one and done after that moment. Like, no, and and this is not a criticism. This is not a criticism in any way yeah. of what anybody is doing to be successful in the entertainment industry. It's not that at all, for the record. I think I think the I think the underlying message here is that we don't want trauma as uh, enticement to get a ticket. You know, it's not okay. a ticket seller. I think that's it. We don't want trauma as a way to get us in the seats, as a way to draw us to view it. We should be over that by now. Like we saw Till story of Emmett Till movie being made. There's no real reason uh, for that to be made. Nah, I agree. And, and, no reason. But- but but listen, Charles wanted to get some shit off. Man. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm gonna mute my mic. You were back. I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna mute my mic right now. I I'm, think I'm, it is. I'm, I'm muting my mic right now. In some method, a bit empowering. Um. Uh. Seeing, I think 
or maybe it's it's misconstrued as seen as empowering to for white people to see themselves in a, a villainous light. I think maybe it's a bit therapeutic in some way. Um, I think they mm-hmm. they think that. I don't think it is, but I think that they think that. that. Mm-hmm. Right, which is why they're getting put as big bad whitey and everything. <laughs> Was that it? Is that what you were afraid of, Uncle Jack? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not it. That's not it. That wasn't it. Okay, good. That wasn't look, it. Man, look, look, dog. Hey, hey, man. Look, I love hip hop. Rick Ross's second album was called Deeper Than Rap. All I'm gonna say is that it's deeper than rap. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like right now, Uncle Jack is 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 cosplaying as Nino Brown on trial, bro. This is bigger than Nino Brown. This <laughs> 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 is bigger than Nino uh, Brown. Shit, man. This is much bigger than Nino Brown, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like, you gotta, no, you gotta tell me. You gotta turn off Craig. What, what is, what well, do you t- think it is? Let me turn off Craig because I, no, I think, no, 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 Turn no, off no. Craig, keep man. Craig, keep Craig in here for Oh, a man. Keep, keep <laughs> Craig in here. Just keep Craig in here for a slight second. I need to right? know. Keep Craig in here for a slight second, right? So, respectfully, this is the issue that I have here, right? Mm-hmm. I, thoroughly invested in the Watchmen TV series because like bro Watchmen came out in 2009 correct mm-hmm. yeah oh, th- wait, the first the first movie oh, my, the movie movie yeah and and Watchmen. that's in my and that is in my top 5 all time of superhero movies because i understood Oof. no okay. and, and, and look whether you disagree or agree with that Watchmen is in my top five superhero movies. That is the first superhero movie other than Blade and Blade 2 that was rated R that was meant for mass consumption, right? Okay. Me and my wife. Y'all hear me? My bad. I hear an echo. No, you're good. You came through. Me, Like me and my wife. I was still dating my wife at the time that movie came out. I drove two hours to go see my wife in order to go see Watchmen in theaters, right? When The Dark Knight came out in 2008, I remember sitting next to my brother and next to my cousin, who's basically my brother, and seeing the trailer for Watchmen, right? I remember they showed that fucking trailer for that movie, and my brother swore up and down that that was a trailer for the Justice League, and I knew that was a trailer for the Watchmen. Mm. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's a yeah. difference to this. There's a difference to this bullshit that we talk about on the behind the scene podcast. Shout out to fucking G4 TV, right? G4, G4 man. <laughs> G4 G4 TV did an entire live episode of Comic-Con 2007 talking about the Watchmen, right? I yeah. knew nothing about the Watchmen. When they said something about the Watchmen, I jumped on Wikipedia real quick and read up about the Watchmen. I'm like, oh, shit. Let me see what's up with this. I seen a trailer during the Dark Knight before that started, and I knew that that was the Watchmen. And my brother didn't know that was the Watchmen. And guess what? When we went home that night, Colt was up 1-0-0 over Cam because I knew what <laughs> trailer that was for that fucking movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we really want to talk about this shit, let's talk about it, right? I was one of three people in the theater for that movie when it came out. Me, my wife, 
and one other person in 2009 in that movie. And I had never seen anything like that before in my life. And my wife doesn't even remember going to see that movie. But that's a top five superhero movie for me because I understood what they were trying to say. Right? I put a top ten for me. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Charles, I don't know how you feel about that movie. I don't know. I thought, it was, pretty, me, no, I thought it was good. Well, especially when you laid out everything. I mean, this is before... I mean the MC yes, is off. Like this ahead is ahead of its time, time, I think. Of its yeah, time. I think that's and that's. I feel like that's that's been oh. Snyder's issue. He just seems to be out of yep right time, right? Because yep. like if that I, came out, you know, with a few upgrades for the time, I mean, I, I mean, it'd be a different, whole different situation. But it'd be Oscar buzz. I've um, never seen. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I mean to cut you off, brother. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. That's all I was saying. I haven't seen another movie since then. And the only other property other than The Boys, and I mean, for a certain degree, like M. Night Shyamalan tried to do it with Glass, but Mm -hmm. Watchmen explained in great detail why superheroes could never work in real life. And The Boys is doing that right now. Superheroes never work in real life, right? So I took the bait and switch with that show because I was a fan of the movie. And me being black, African-American, person of color, which is the term I never used to describe myself, my wife, or anybody related to me. They fucking played us, dog. Mm Mm-hmm. They fucking played us, bro. You know what I mean? So, with with, with that being said, I mean, (laughs) moving on from that, like, what happened there? Like, what really happened, bro? Because I'm ducking smoke, bro. Because I want y'all brothers... (laughs) I'm ducking smoke. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ducking smoke, bro. I really don't don't know what happened. You know, I think it's whatever happened had to be intentional. I don't just don't see how you have so many minds and moving parts. Like there's so many moving parts. No one caught this at all. No one figured this out. I don't I don't see how that's possible. I just don't. Especially on HBO's level. Something indie, something small, maybe. But on the HBO level of writing and, and production, like there's just no way it could be it could be missed. I just I have a hard time believing that. I just don't. So, but I we we got they got some awards for it, you know. They launched. They got some they got some awards for it. But didn't get a season two. Didn't get a season two. No. Why? They sent the message. That was it. What was there more to send? <laughs> What was what was there really to tell after that? Back, bro. He told us on the back, and I'm trying to like, what is he doing? About the beta switches right now. Yeah, yeah. What you said, bro? But I'm you're holding something bro. back. I, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I, I know no Charles. Charles is on the is the clock here, man. I know Charles got to be dipping out soon. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tell us. You gotta tell us. I know he, he's staying on because he wants to hear it. Oh, all right. So, so look, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it like this here, respectfully. And we can right? stop Craig if you want. No, no, no. Keep Craig in the, keep Craig, Craig in the building. And, and be, 
Come on, Craig. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say here. And y'all are in this space of being creators of treading that fine line, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm going to say here is that whether it be X-Men, which I love to death, I'm never going against X-Men. Anything that has to do with X-Men, I'm spending my money on. I could mm-hmm. be 50 years old, 60 years old, and I'm right there for X-Men, bro. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know I mean, if y'all want to know how true Uncle Jack is to this shit right here, I remember my mom taking me to Target to get Night of the Sentinels Part 1 and Part 2 on VHS with the, That's with the Pizza Hut commentary of... <sighs> Uh, with the Pizza Hut commentary oh, of, Stan Lee, of Stan Lee Ooh. and the creators of X-Men talking about the X-Men. You know what I mean? I remember oh, that. Man. I remember getting the Wolverine t-shirt in mm. 1994 when my mom took me to Target to get the fucking t-shirt, dog, before t-shirts was even a fucking thing, right? Yeah, I man. Was, I was there for it, you know what I mean? But digress, right? The thing that I'm going to say here is that it's not a secret that as people who look like us, you know what I mean? Respectfully, as people who look like us, you know what I mean? Melanin-colored people because people of color makes me feel disgusted. Wait, 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 what? Say that again? The term "people of color" makes him feel disgusted. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Uncle Jack's PR here. If you have any questions, just go ahead and direct it to me. <laughs> hey, 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 look, Charles. Hey, and I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, dog. Like that term, that term bothers me, dog. I'm not a person of color. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah, Boy, that's some that's some new wave stuff. Yeah. I'm not. Donovan is not like Donovan. My brother, my brother Dion Donovan has roots in the Caribbean. Like, don't. Don't fucking call my brother Dion Donovan a person of color. Don't do that. Don't call my brother Charles Darwy a person of color. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you do that in front of me, we got smoke straight up and down. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do that. But like, oh man, killed it, man, killed it. No, nah, but like the issue that I got here is that. When you're telling stories about things that have happened to people who look like the people who are on this podcast right now, there's there's a feeling as though somebody else knows how to tell that story better than we do. Yes. There's Mm. a feeling that somebody Mm -hmm. else knows how to make us feel about things that have happened in real life better than we do. There's a feeling that somebody else knows what is best for people who look like us than we do, right? There you go. Yeah, go ahead. But there's also also an expectation that we should be going along with that because... be grateful for it in the first place, yeah. I can't even word that any better, right? Mm -hmm. So, to me... Watchmen, although it was a moderately written TV series, although it was a deconstruction of the superhero genre, there's still subtext in there. 
My bad. I, I went in the blender for a second. There's still a subtext in there telling people who look like us that we should just be happy that we're getting a live action depiction of an actual event that happened in history, even though somebody that doesn't look like us is telling that story. Right? Man, speaking some facts, man. I can speak some facts. Yeah. So, so because we got a black Dr. Manhattan, we're supposed to be okay with the fact that a black woman died alone earlier in that series because she was cheated on by a black man XYZ. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, I don't know. That gets, yeah. That gets I, saw Emmys? That. I, I saw that. That's no. how, that's how right, you man. get an Emmy? I saw that. Get Bro, yep. <clears throat> I saw that. Literally, we were happy about that's it. That's how. So, so because, because mm -hmm. Mr. Knight and the black Dr. Manhattan just so happened because of legislation by a government. Come on, brother. Like, y'all really want me to do this right now? <laughs> because of Go ahead, fictional, man. Come on, bro. Because of fictional legislation by government that would never do such a thing to happen on this TV show, right? Sister Knight and Calvin, quote unquote, happened to raise Caucasian children. That means racism goes away in real life because Dr. Manhattan enjoyed what he was doing with Sister Knight to where it was like, nah, I'm a brother now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's enough. That makes that makes, that makes constitutional and fundamental racism go away? That makes that go away? No, I don't think so, right? Well, I mean, well, did it go away? It didn't go away. Okay, so do you mean in, in the show or like us watching it? No, the belief I feel is the man. Look, this is the last episode of the Behind the Scenes podcast. <laughs> we like, I mean, like Charles, you on the same page I'm on, bro. We talking about the same shit, bro. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. <laughs> we're saying the same thing. So that means it just goes away, like like 400 years of history. And something that happened in real life goes away because Regina King, like, raises, come on, bro. Like, that, that's what happens? Like, and we go with that? I mean, you want to you wanna do this? <laughs> I, I really don't because I'm ducking smoke. But, um, you know, there's a your lot time of is valuable. Your that time kind is of media. That, there's a lot of that. Me of media that points to we're past that now. That, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. It's you. I don't need to get into details. It's it's put in everything that we're past that now. Um, <laughs> but we're the only. You see enough of it. You see enough of your condition to believe it's true. But <sighs> let me get another piece of bread. Though. Oh man, <laughs> I mean that's. <laughs> That's an exclamation mark. You really like you, you know your perception is reality, as they used to say in the fucking Air Force. Oh yeah, and that's true. Like, and this has nothing to do with being woke or being overly conscious, but I feel like I'm speaking from the heart right now, and I'm speaking critically from a TV show that I watch from beginning to end. 
the best episode of the Watchmen had nothing to do with race. The best episode of Watchmen was the one that revolved around Lori Blake. That's the best episode they showed. To me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Her relationship with... Uh, yeah, what, what, yeah, you know what I mean? Where she opened up that briefcase. Yep. Hold <laughs> on <them, laughs> that mask. <laughs> That's the get best to work. Pick up that phone. <laughs> when, she, when she was in that phone booth making yeah. a phone call that nobody was going to pick up because she, right. you know, wanted that old thing back. That's the mm-hmm. best episode they showed throughout all 10 episodes. Hashtag push the button. Push the button. <laughs> and honestly, if they would have focused on that, you see, it's it's interesting. Like, they could have just made a whole new IP with Sister Knight. They could have made a whole, if you wanted a black godlike figure, they could have made a whole new IP. Let's get into Lori Blake. Let's get into the past relationships of the current Watchmen. You know what I'm saying? We could really delve into that. As, you know, it's on its own thing. And then we could, they literally, Attaching some of these storylines to already pre-established IPs is very messy territory. But I understand why they did it, because something pre-established, of course, draws more attention than something brand new. And then that is, I think, that's on not exactly the producer's fault. That's just us whoa, people whoa, in general. Whoa. whoa, what do you mean? If they would have made the story that they should have made, right on its own because they mm-hmm. could have done it sister knight is original she didn't have to be a watchman she mm-hmm. could have just been sister knight you know dr manhattan's dr manhattan if they wanted another kind of flowing through time god character they could have made something brand new it could have been its own original ip its own thing the tulsa oklahoma um you know the massive wall street massacre like all that it really could have been its own thing it didn't have to be watchman to establish that story you didn't have the, you didn't need to have hooded justice. We need, you know, guy in a costume who does like the Watchmen lore wasn't really needed to tell the kind of story that I guess we wanted from it. And even the one that they we ended up with, it didn't really need that Watchmen attachment, to tell you the truth. But I think when they mingle some of these things together, it's not quite the story that we want. Per se, and no one really wins from it. The fans—that's how hard- you win an Emmy. That's how you win an Emmy. You know what I'm saying? The fans don't want it. The hardcore Watchmen fans don't want it. The casuals may watch some of it, but they're not going to be, you know, into it as they could be. But like you said, that's how you be brave and daring and win an Emmy with no afterwards. But is that what it was made for in the first place? It wasn't even made for a season. It was like, hey, we're going for awards. Fuck that shit. We're going to get the gold. So, so, Don't care so who watches this shit. I guess I feel I can feel a little bit relief in knowing that I'm not crazy. No, 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 no. You're not, man. Like, you, you're speaking some real things here. But like we mentioned before, the bait and switch and the direction and storytelling, what, what messages were being conveyed from what they presented. And look, man, the the first episode really was just a trailer. And I wish it never happened. I wish that that never happened. Yeah. It could have just been its own thing. It could have been, it literally was a short. You know what I'm saying? It could have ended the way it ended. You're like, oh shit, what happened? And that's it. You piece it together. Sincerely, I wish that that never happened because 
and in in some ways, I don't know. Like the ratings might not have reflected it, but the critical reception of that, I feel like, set a precedent for a lot of mm-hmm. the things we're seeing right now. So and, you're saying that was the start. That was the start of the movement right here. Well, what we're getting right now was largely, well, not largely, but this was the spark that ignited a flame for what we're getting currently. I think that it took a major entertainment entity such as HBO, right, to be bold enough to display and air something in the opening act or the opening scenes of a TV series that made people feel a certain type of way, right? If you are black in this country and you watched, you took time out of your evening to watch the first episode of Watchmen, you felt like, oh shit, they really care about us, right? That's how I felt. Mm. (laughs) That's how Mm. I, genuinely, that's how I felt. I remember where I was and what I was doing that night. Like my wife went to bed. My wife was tired, went to sleep. I put the dog, Away, locked him up. I ordered a pizza. All of that. I'm sitting hmm. on the couch like, all right, let me see what's going on here. Because Game of Thrones just ended. And HBO is giving this TV show such a push to where I need to watch this, right? Right. I sit there, watch it, and I sent you that text either the next day or the same night. Who would have known by Thanksgiving that I'd look like a fucking idiot? <laughs> Yeah, hard to call the game in the first quarter. Act the Falcons. I mean, respectfully, right? Respectfully. Like, Yaya Mateen Abdul or Abdul Mateen is probably an underrated actor that I want to see in other properties getting the proper spotlight, right? But I didn't need to see that man's Johnson. I didn't need to see that, bro. (laughs) I really didn't need to see that. You know what's funny, though? For real, for real, this this conversation goes full circle. Is it better to have a good start or bad finish? Oh, okay. Full circle. I think, I think this whole, I mean, I, I, extra confirmation about, yeah, you have a bad ending. Does it take away from the first three or four episodes? Look, you can edit all of that out too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix all of that in post. But I'm not out of my mind, am I? No. No, nah, man. No, no. There's definitely a a pattern there. And for y'all being, you know, two brothers who are trying to make a living in this and and really get get something on the scoreboard, like, how do y'all feel about that? Um, so like, I guess I won't even go into Kingdom Come. So something like fatherhood, right? Um, that is something where something does happen to my character. Yes, sir. But the way it's handled. Yes, sir. Is not like is different. So um he's trying to connect with his daughter and something happened in his past. Yes, That's sir. From connecting with, with his daughter. So, so the whole film is around him planning to kill his stepfather. Whoa. Yeah, his stepfather touched him when he was, when he was, yeah, so I'm writing this whole the whole film, you're following him 
he's plotting killing his his stepfather. Yo, Wesley um, didn't deserve that. Wesley Snipes didn't deserve that. <laughs> Wesley Snipes ain't deserve that, bro. Uh, but, Did you um, ever release that video on YouTube? The uh, what? Uh, fatherhood. Father, fatherhood. Um, not like the trailer, just the uh, what we're planning Wait, to do with it, bro. Man, you be putting your your videos, man, on these 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 formats, bro. Like no one like. I so, know. So, well, we're it's still, you, we're still gonna shoot. Wait, wait, wait. Shoot you still gotta shoot, like, but it's still the short. You, you finish the wait, short. Wait, 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 wait. So wait a minute. So fatherhood is really telling the story of Kevin Hart trying to murder. No, 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 no. I haven't seen fa- t- Kevin Hart. I was writing oh, a fatherhood okay. before Kevin oh, okay, Hart came okay. out. Yeah, okay. I was writing right, my right. own fatherhood. Um. So when I so the whole film follows him planning. Oh, I see why you said Wesley Snipes now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, this is my father that I wrote. Um, all right, all right, my bad. But you <laughs> see, that's plotting. why you, that's that's why you need to put on YouTube, no. man. I know, and no. I'm going. I'm going to. I know, I know. I don't know how you're gonna edit this, but this is the greatest episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> I'm sorry, it took should two be on years Patreon. It took two years for us to get to that point, and I have no more liquor to drink right now. But anyway. <laughs> Keep cooking, Charles. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like, so, so something happened. So his father um, touched him when he was younger. And um, it's affecting him being with his daughter. Because, like, he, he feels like, um, he feels like, uh, and I was writing this, everybody, every time when I wrote it and someone read it, they'd be like, are you okay, bro? I'm like, this is fictional. Relax. <laughs> calm down. No one touched me. <laughs> everybody, calm down. <laughs> Oh, I can relate to the connect with your daughter thing, but not oh the something happened to me thing. But um, uh, yeah. So I wrote it with that. So that so that's like what that would be considered some kind of trauma. Um, some that happens a lot in our community supposedly. Uh, and fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. But um, but the way I handled it, instead of it being like um. I don't know what else. The guy's plotting his death. Because to me, you want to get rid of that feeling. Like, yep. that, that, he needs to go. So, like, yep. I'm a black writer, right? So that's what, that's what I wrote. So something like that, it would be less about the trauma. So now what happened now, right? So I, I gave my sister that script. To like, oh, wow, people are so excited. So these executive producers are like, oh, he should, like, do this. I'm like, mm, no, that's not what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not that's not what I wrote. So I get what you're saying. Like, so I I am okay with being like, no, like that's not what I. That's a, there's a reason why I wrote it this way, not the and, way you're thinking. Like, oh, you he know should what? do this. And, and you know what, brother? Like, I respect the hell out of you for that. I've yeah. never met you in real life, but yeah. I respect that. Because before that. you, but no, before you jumped into this Discord, I said it. I said it. I said, you know, based off of what I've seen and what I've Spoke Charles about he's a critical thinker. And yep. He's yep. not going to put himself in a situation to where he feels as though his vision is being compromised. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember um, they're like, "Oh, you know, this will be so. This scene will be so hard for a girl. Nope. Why don't we make him a boy?" I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. "No, nah, it's got to be a girl." <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll find, we'll find a way to do that. That's got That's there's a reason why it's a girl. It's it's yeah. full. A father and a daughter relationship, a new girl, is so different 
Listen, man. man a father and, and a son relationship. Nah, and, and my bad, Donovan. Go ahead, brother. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, it's your, your, your short film. Like, how the hell they going to tell you what to do? Everybody wanted to change. Everybody wants to tweak something. And it's like, well, yeah. and there's, you know, obviously we took money from people. So there's white people mm-hmm. making suggestions. So, oh, uh, has this guy considered therapy? <laughs> I'm like, maybe he will, but that's not going to happen in the film I wrote. So let it go. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy? Maybe bro. he will go to therapy. That's literally um, the process for every single TV show and film that yeah. ever gets made. Well, well, hold on. Before we even before we even jump into that, like, look, like one of the probably top three classic rants on our YouTube channel is me going off about King Richard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that video, Charles, but I got into a fucking bag there, bro. Oh, man. I got reposted. Uh, yeah, please repost that. Put that in the Discord. And and this is the issue that I got right here, right? Like, when that movie came out, there was a, a small vocal group of people complaining that that movie was about a man. That movie was about... It was Oscar bait. It was Will Smith trying to take away from the story of Venus and Serena Williams. It was it was it was trying to it was trying to make make it out to seem like a man was responsible for two oh. women being successful, right? <laughs> and I'm not making this up because Donovan, not, I, I remember seeing those. You're right. Because Donovan posted this in the Facebook groups, and guess what? <laughs> there, there was somebody on Facebook literally <laughs> censoring the word men in mm-hmm. order to explain wow. why. Oh. In order to explain why that movie should have been titled something different, or why yeah. Richard Williams was not a good person, or whatever, that's neither mm-hmm. here nor there. Because I don't know that man. I don't know Venus and Serena Williams. All I know is that the movie was telling the story about a black father. And I'm going to repeat what I said on that video very briefly. The movie was telling the story about a black father raising two women who became two of the greatest athletes in the history of professional sports, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So the issue that is there is the fact that why is there something wrong with telling that story? Why is there such a big issue with a certain group of people with telling that story? <laughs> you know, you, like you get, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, we know, we know, we know why. And, and when you really take a deep dive and think about it, the light bulb uh-huh. goes off like, oh, okay, I see. Who is it that's actually complaining about this being something that really happened? You know, who, who, man, this is the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> We're never going live again. But no, I, I agree with, I agree with what y'all are saying here because. When you take a deep dive and you think about some of these things here, it's like, yo, oh, okay. This makes more sense than what I thought it did. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, personally, I think King Richard was probably the best movie that came out in 2021. I enjoyed it a lot. I saw it twice. I saw it twice on uh, oh, HBO okay. Max. Enjoyed and, it a lot. It's unfortunate that some of the events unfolded around that movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because that was a legitimately great movie. That is up there with Rocky and Remember the Titans as far oh, as like... Oh, shit. 
As far as all time great, I need to watch listen, that. As far as all time great sports movies, yes. Okay. Like, can we, in, there. can we get in wow, a different bag? Awesome. What, what time? Hold on, brother. What time is it in Florida right now? What time? Bro, is it? Man, it's oh, 11, man. We might have to do <laughs> a part two, bro. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> my bad. Because I, I'm going to need to do my own list, too. Like, I, I got to no. prep for my list, too. Well, that. Look, all I'm going to say is that I think King Richard is up there in the pantheon of all time great sports movies. That's amazing. Based, I'm going to make sure I watch it this weekend. Based sure. off of the performance that Will Smith put in in that movie. Disregard whatever happened earlier in the year of 2022. Watch mm-hmm. that movie and view it through the lens of a all-time great sports movie and it's up there with Rocky. It's up there with Remember the Titans. It's up there with some of the other Raging Bull. It's up there with some of those all-time great sports movies because you're invested in the story, and you're invested in what the characters are actually trying to do, bro. But it fucks me up that I was right in that rent that I did in November of 2021, and then the events transpired earlier this year, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know what we, I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, but all three <laughs> of us are right. <laughs> All three of us end up being right, bro. And I apologize to you whenever you try to edit this shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, we never we never spit the uh, stop no, recording since we recorded. No, sincerely, I apologize. But this is this is this is B roll right here, and I, I wish D Smith was in here, man. But like, yeah, I think he got caught up with something. I'm sorry, bro. I'm 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 sorry, bro. I apologize to y'all brothers here, man. Uh, it was good. It was nah, good. it's good, man. It's good. It's good B roll, man. It's good. I still uh, I got the uh, last weekend stuff. So, but it, it's fucking me up, bro. The summer is almost over, man. Oh man, don't remind me. No, but like, I I really I I, I like that we're kind of on the same page with some of the things that we're we're kind of thinking about here, man. Charles, did you see Nope? I've not seen Nope. All right, we got about thirty minutes left, weekend. right? Uh, I'll have to see Nope this weekend as well. All right, cool, bro. Like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, check that joint out, bro. And yeah, I, I, I want to know what you think about King that Richard. in the Discord, man. And King yeah, Richard sure. as well. Yeah, but, Nope, King Richard, and also the um, HBO Winning Time, man. You got, you got to see that one. That winning Time, that's right. <sighs> man, so what we got? About thirty minutes. Bro, I'm, I'm like cooked, man. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> then we can, we can cut it right there. All I want to say is this right here, man. This is all I want to ask y'all right here, right? If there's anything for the remainder... Uh, Charles, I didn't even get to ask you about Love and Thunder, man. Oh, my. Mm. I didn't even get to ask I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I didn't either. I yeah. didn't either. They had us in the first half, but yeah. you know, like we, won, we won by two points in overtime, man. Kick I was even a little bit worried over. about the gore. Um approach to killing gods I had something similar but they butchered out oh thank god <laughs> they, they had us in the first half man second yeah. half of that movie should have been the whole movie man like if yeah. James Gunn if James Gunn wasn't doing Guardians part 3 I'd be jumping off of the ship right now yeah yeah, yeah. But, but all I want to ask all is this 
We're not going to talk about Wakanda forever. We're not going to talk about that. When it comes what out? Else? November. That's coming out in okay. November. All right, wait, wait, wait. What, is there anything not named Wakanda forever that y'all are looking forward to for the rest of the year? There's some shows coming out. I want to see Sandman because that's a competition. Um, Ooh, I hope I got time for that. Yeah, I want to see Sandman. I hope um, I got time for that, man. There's some stuff. There's some shows coming out, if I recall. There's some shows coming out even pretty soon. Um, shit. There's some shows coming out, right? Am I am I tripping? Tekken. Tekken looks dope. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Green Lantern. I heard that was pretty good. Um, yeah, the one on John Sturter. I heard it was decent. Yeah. Um, God, wait a minute. Wasn't there some stuff coming out this year? I feel like 2021 had more, bro, by this point in the year, man. You might be right. I could have sworn. I want to see the Black Phone. I Black see Phone? That. I heard that was good. I want to um, see that. I'm looking forward to She-Hulk. She-Hulk is going to be interesting. It is. That's be Sex in the City right there, bro. That's Sex in the City, Ali McBeal. <laughs> um, <laughs> that fourth wall break. So that fourth bro. wall break in. It's going to be interesting. I think that it's going to... I think a new fetish will develop pretty quickly. Oh, um, for people. Oh, yeah. The, the price of uh, green skin paint is going to... Oh, yeah. That's just about to go all the way up. Oh, my yep. goodness, bro. <laughs> green spandex. Fans. Only fans is going crazy. Oh like, no! Listen, listen, bro. All Megan the Stallion has to do to win a Grammy this year is drop the a song on. called. All she has to do is drop a song called "All Green Everything." All green, <laughs> all green, everything. Megan the Stallion featuring Cardi B. Oh, Instant Grammy. Instant Grammy, bro. Y'all thought that motherfucking. Oh man, y'all thought WAP. Was fin- oh, man, <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad. I'm glad this bottle was empty, man. Congratulations, <laughs> yo. But what, what else? What, like, I think She Hawk is gonna is gonna move something. If I got time, I'm gonna watch She Hawk. I'm at least gonna like that fourth wall break was enough for me to be invested because Deadpool mastered the art of the fourth wall break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and, great. And that's I think of what comes mm-hmm. out this year besides besides that, yeah. Does Shazam come out this year still? It does. Okay. Black Check Adam. Shazam. Are y'all gonna go see that, or are we gonna yeah. wait on that? Is Black Adam this year? That is. Yeah, this it's, year. it's October. Wow. And then Shazam, Shazam and October. Black Adam come out in the next six months. Shazam, yes, Shazam's gonna get toasted. <laughs> Dude, that wasn't smart. Between the between toasted. toasted, nuked. Between Wakanda forever and then whoever who feels insecure about watching that, they're gonna watch Avatar Way of the Water. So oh, Avatar man. comes out. Oh December. Yeah. Toasted. They're nuked. Well, they're cooked. They're not they gonna make push them. Shazam back to next year. They're cooked. Yeah, they should. They should they should wait till February for Shazam. Yeah. They, they really should wait till that first quarter. Versus Am. They really should, but because you know Avatar's said, gonna re-release the first movie, man, like at, least, at least a month in advance. 
I don't feel comfortable watching Wakanda Forever, but I'll watch Avatar Way of the Water. Something about that one is more appealing to me. I don't know. Like, Donovan, you don't mean that, bro. (laughs) You don't mean that. I just don't feel comfortable watching Wakanda. I just saw first Black Panther was AK, but I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Avatar: Way of the Water. That Man. that just seems more culturally. I just I just vibe with that movie better. Nah, just, bro, you and your listen. Nah, hold on. Hey, nah, fuck that, bro. You and your you in your heel bag right now. You don't mean that. You don't mean. Oh, that. I'm, I'm doing the cross I'm doing the cross already for people who who, who yeah passed yeah. on Wakanda forever, but wanted to see Avatar. Nah, bro. They're gonna like, see, the fun, they're gonna see Wakanda forever. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, yeah, they are, bro. Like Charles, listen, man. Bro. You were right. You were right about Wakanda Forever and Black Panther when y'all the did grief, right? When we did, right. oh my god. You were right about that. You was right about that the last time y'all went live for B roll. Yeah, yeah, we called like, it. We said they're gonna play on the grief. Everything that you said in there was right. Like I'm going to see that. I'm gonna be in school. My wife is gonna be in school full time. I'm going to see that, bro. Like, man, he doesn't miss. He does not miss. Respectfully, no, no, no T'Challa, no ticket. No, but look, <laughs> out of here, dog. <laughs> but, but like, look, I'm a human being, bro. Like, I'm an actual fucking person. Like, it's hard for me to still get through Black Panther right now as is. It's hard for me to watch yeah. that movie from beginning to end, bro. Without. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm not too much of a Sigma, Alpha, whatever you motherfuckers want to call it, to say that I have actual feelings towards things that I see. It is very difficult for me to get through Black Panther, bro. And you know what's funny? And I was thinking of this. If it wasn't Coogler, Dion, and it was a white director. It'd be ass. Do you think they they chose death? No. Mm, leaning into no. the trauma thing. Do you think they'd show yeah. a version of his death? Oh, mm? they, they might have, yeah. They might have. Mm. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't you don't think they so. would? In suit. So. Maybe in suit. I don't know. I don't know. I think they would have played it safe. They would have mm-hmm. played it safe and recast it. But um, we're not okay. do that mm. right now. I know, I know who should be the next T'Challa. I know who should be. <laughs> but are we ready for that? Are we ready for that combo? <laughs> I don't think so. Nah, I, I, man, we that we we might have to hold that off for the actual review, we not, man. We're not, we're not, we're not gonna do that. I think that's gonna <laughs> be the. I think that is going to be the most polarizing signature movie of 2022, and I think that's gonna be a great movie. That movie trailer sold me more than anything that the MCU did last year or this year, easily. I'm there when it comes out. I have to work Veterans Day weekend. I'm going to be in school when that movie comes out, but I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it, bro. Like, yes. Yeah. It was a really good the, trailer. They're playing off of the trauma, but that's okay because it makes fucking sense. Yeah. If, if it was this Less the trauma, more the grief. The aftermath. Absolutely. Trauma would be like showing him in his deathbed, which I feel like would be too much. There you go. That's all Some shit I like can't that. even I, I can't even add on to that, bro. But yeah. other than that, is there anything like Wakanda Forever is closing out 2022? I'm not going Pretty to much, see yeah. Play of the Water. I'm not going to see that, bro. That's gonna be a three hour movie about what? <laughs> if that movie came out in December, it'd be even more obvious as to what was going on with Avatar. But thank goodness they're not coming out in November. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, thank yeah. goodness they're not coming out in November. Fuck Avatar, man. Like I, I <laughs> hate is a very strong word, and I'm not gonna say hate, but I have a very strong dislike for the first Avatar movie. If Disney yeah. never bought 20th Century Fox, Avatar: Way of the Water would be the live action version of Pocahontas. But because they have the rights to that property, they're never going to have to cross that uncomfortable bridge of doing a live-action Pocahontas. Hmm. I think there was a Pocahontas live-action movie like a couple years oh, ago. Oh, you no, know what? Colin Farrell? What? Was, was that a, like a, just a fan was trailer or something? No, 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 no. That movie came out. Christian Bale was in it. Colin Farrell was in it, but it was kind of like informal. Disney didn't have nothing to do with that movie. Oh yeah, but they yeah, you're right, you're right. It was not it was not Disney. It was just like a serious like drama. Pocahontas. Well, because because they got the rights to like Disney would not have the balls to make a live action Pocahontas. They wouldn't have the balls to do that, bro. It depends how much money the Little Mermaid makes. <laughs> Nah, bro. Nah, they, nah, nah, nah. They're in that mode of let's, let's let's try to make everybody happy at once. They're not. They don't got the balls to make that happen. That's not gonna happen. But but anyways, anyways, bro. Like, I I think we reached a good point here, man. It's late in Florida, y'all brothers. I appreciate y'all for letting you know what I mean. Letting me talk some shit and 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 giving me some reception. You know what I mean, best of luck to all of y'all. And whatever y'all are writing right now, man, I'm definitely sure. invested in what y'all brothers are doing right now, man. We could go on all night if we really had time. <laughs> to, but I know we don't got the time to, bro. Yeah, man. Like for real, next time we're gonna we're gonna try. Uh, we might try the YouTube. We might try or something, man. We try to get on video. Um, you need to hit the pen up too, man, because I know you can write. I, man. I know you can write. I seen it. Came up with, with dice. Don't forget dice, man. Uh, I, I have in my notebook. I actually found some more. I found some extra stuff to add to dice. So. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna be putting something in the Discord in about two weeks, man. All right, I put something in there. But I want to hear. It. I want. I want. Definitely want to see, man. I know. I know. Uh, I've seen your script for the the other joint. Listen, <laughs> and I lost that shit, bro. Oh man, time. you you. you <laughs> Charles, he, no had, way, he had the Black Scott oh Pilgrim. God. There's finished, no way for me to, I, I can't even get to that. There's no way for me to even access that because Celtics is such a trash-ass app for script writing, man. But, like, there's a good hour and a half of content that you're never going to get to put on YouTube, Donovan. So I apologize. <laughs> but, you know, respectfully, brothers, I, I you know, I know y'all Y'all are like really doing y'all thing with the pen, man. And you know, I'm I'm definitely invested in what y'all are doing, man. Big shout outs to y'all, especially living in Florida, man. And I hope that we get to do this very soon. Like I hope that within the next two weeks, Donovan, we can link up and do another another B roll, man. Cause this was fun tonight, man. Oh, I'd be yeah, down, man. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'll be down, man. I'll be down. We'll we'll try we'll we'll try to get down to um like the camera work and everything like that, man. Because yeah. when we get some people involved and in question, dude. Oh, oh man, Rea- yeah. live reactions. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be funny. That's gonna be funny, bro. All I wanted for summer of 2022 
was a backlog of content, and I feel like we've gotten that over this last two weeks, man. So, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm back a whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, but, but hey, real talk, man. Y'all brothers be safe out there, man, and you know, keep an eye on the Discord in about in about two weeks, man, because I got some shit, man. I got some All shit. All right, cool, dropping. I'm I'm excited to see it, man. I'm excited. Hey, to down. Let them know. What I what I feel like I got is in line with that audio play. What, what y'all are what y'all are cooking up right now, man. And you know what I mean? Real talk. But um, the flamingo joint, the I Vegas with gangsters. I got, I got something, bro. Got oh, something. okay, okay. Bet, 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 bet. I got something that fits right into that lane, bro. But Ooh, I gotta, right. kind of gotta let it, let it process, man. I gotta make time for it. But, but real talk, man. Hey, hey, y'all brothers, be safe out there, man. Real talk, and and y'all be easy, man. Real talk, bro. Hey, I'm out of here, bro. Peace. <laughs> All right, Bye, man. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for coming in. Yep.